G'day, Frother. Shrek here, host of the Noobs Fair podcast. What does it mean to be a frother? It pretty much means that you understand the stoke, the absolute passion that it takes to pursue spearfishing. In fact, if you're not frothing, you're doing it wrong. Uh, welcome aboard. Today, it's a whole bunch of legends on a recent few courses. We've got, uh, I think, beginner course five. We've got my first intermediate course with Tim McDonald, Tom Sandstrom, and Trevor Ketchin helping to instruct along with uh, photographers Cindy Yang, and it's Miss Yanger on Instagram, and Blaze Parsons, I think it's Blaze underscore Parsons on Instagram. These guys are really good underwater photography, so there'll be a bunch linked up in today's show notes as well. If you are interested, head up to noobspiro.com forward slash 248, and I think nearly 250 episodes deep, my friends. Uh, plenty of gold in the Noobsphere podcast. If you're looking for actionable information to improve your spearfishing, you are in the right place. When we listen into these courses, it's really cool to listen to people at different stages of their spearfishing and hearing about what they're learning, what they're applying, what they're struggling with, and then thinking about how it pertains to our own, our own spearfishing. Whether you are brand new or you're fairly experienced, there's 100% something in this for everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Before we get there, a couple of quick shout-outs. Cameron Smith down at the Tassie, the Taz Spiro Club. Uh, these guys are absolutely flourishing. I'd encourage you to join their group on um, Facebook, if you, particularly if you ever get into Tasmania. It's the bottom end of uh, Australia, but definitely not the bottom of Australia. Uh, shout out to the Taz Spiros. They've got their Tassie State Spearfishing Championships. Uh, it's on in a few days. Check it out. It's on their Taz Spiro Facebook uh, group. If you're not in that club and you live in that area, you're a mad person, uh, that is where you will find the frothers in the area and it's a great place to get plugged in, particularly if you're learning as well. Uh, and comps can be cool even if you're not competitive, obviously when you start. It's a great place to rub shoulders with some of the people that have been doing it a while and to get better. Um, if you go to noobspear.com up into the menu there, you will find a list of spearfishing clubs in your part of the world. If your club is not listed there, Email me Shrek at Noobspira and I will chuck it up. Shrek at Noobspira.com and I'll get your club included. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, I'm heading up to Mackay. Uh, care of That's Chat, boys. Smythe and Noss have got their own podcast. It's up there called That's Chat. If you're looking for a rad podcast to uh, listen to, it's another one. These boys are absolute legends. They are possibly going to be running spearfishing courses up there um, as well out of Mackay. Um possibly in conjunction with Neptune Spear and Dive. I'm also doing a live interview at the Neptune Spear and Dive store in Mackay. It's on Saturday the 17th of Feb. Rock in. There are a bunch of legendary locals there. I'm hoping we can get a few in the store and uh, for a, a live interview with Dustin Mann. It's Deep Drop Dusty on Instagram if you're curious what he's like. But uh, I've had a good yarn with him on the phone already and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have some fun with uh, beers and a bit of Shrek Viche as well. Live there at the Neptune Spear and dive store in Mackay. So come and join me along for that. Again, that's on Saturday the 17th of Feb. All good. As usual, Noob Spiro patrons are powering, putting fuel in the Noob Spiro outboard up at patreon.com forward slash Noob Spiro. There's 41 legends putting fuel in the outboard on an episode by episode basis. You can do that from as little as $1 an episode and it goes a long way in the old Noob Spiro outboard. I think I get at least one mile to one gallon no, nah, it's probably something like that. Hey, let's get into t today's episode. The highlights from the recent spearfishing courses. Here we go. I used to get told there are only two certainties in life, death 
and taxes. But I found out that there are actually three. Score a free hat of your choice when you use the code Noobspiro with every purchase of over $100 at noobspiro.com forward slash taxman. Get some gear that's nearly guaranteed to drive away the Wokesters, but gain admiration from the fishing fraternity. Go to noobspiro.com forward slash taxman and use the code at Noobspiro when you spend $100 or more to get yourself a free hat. Again, noobspiro.com forward slash taxman. <laughs> Danny says, Adreno, you guys are ahead of the game. Price is very competitive. Customer service is fantastic. Speed of delivery from your warehouse is the best I've ever experienced. And everything I have purchased was in stock. Great experience. Highly recommend these guys for anything to do with what happens and what you need to get under the water. That review from Danny. Check him out at adreno.com.au. These guys do a fantastic job outfitting Noob Spiros from all over, particularly Australia. But check them out at adreno.com.au. You can save $20 on every purchase over $200. Not only can you use it online, but you can also use it in-store. They've got two stores in Brisbane. They've got the Gold Coast, Sydney, Melbourne, Perth. Check them out. They are doing good things. adreno.com.au. Are you US-based looking for freediving, spearfishing gear? Neptonics is the best. Their online website so easy to use. If you've got any questions, Jerry and the team answer questions via phone, email. Anyway, they've got an easy contact form on the site. Uh, these guys are absolute legends. And uh, if they sell it, they believe in it, they back it, they use it themselves. It's tough gear that works. Visit neptonics.com. Use the code NOOB10 to save 10% on any order at neptonics.com. That's right. Use the code NOOB10, N-O-O-B-10 on your next order, save 10% at neptonics.com. So first up, first cab off the rank, uh, it's an interview with the bunch of legends that were on the Stratty October trip. Uh, here we go, let's get into it. Let's go around the room and we're on, I think, Stradbroke Island, I can't remember if this is my fourth or fifth course now. It's terrible. It's, it's blurring into one. So if, if people will check out um, Stratty, noobspiro.com forward slash Stratty OCT, and we'll, we'll do that, the Stratty October trip. Um, I'm joined by a bunch of absolute frothers and fellow instructor Bree. Um, we've had a good first day on the course, or second day really. The first day was more theory focused and getting to the island and getting situated. Today we got up. The weather was pretty magic. The water was fairly clean. And I think we managed to surprise ourselves, all of us, in different ways. Ben, let's start with you, mate. Um, highlight. Maybe we shouldn't go straight to the highlight. It's a bit too. It's a bit too high to take people straight up, isn't it? How did you find the freediving side of the course? Yeah, awesome. I think um, obviously first time out in the ocean doing freediving. So I think I knew today was going to be a, a massive learning curve, and I think I think it was, and I really enjoyed it. I think Bree could probably attest, you know, just doing those line dives, I was was very happy, in, yeah, in the water. Yeah, cool. Um, the stuff this morning with the statics, you're having a bit of fun. Did you find that all of the learning you've done from the theory right through the enclosed water, did that all prepare you for the line diving? I think so. I think everything builds on itself right so when we're doing the the breathing relaxing this morning that helps with in the ocean doing the static apnea which then helps you relax whilst i was doing the the line diving and just kind of just a a nice progression through 
and just building on skills, but you're not doing it at massive chunks at a time, just developing the fundamentals and then building on those, I think. Cool. We'll come back. We'll get your fishing story after a little bit. Let's move on to your partner. Um, introduce yourself and why you come on the course. So my name is Romana. Um, come on the course to do it with Ben so that we can go on some adventures, going spear fishing and free diving. Nice. Cool. How did you have you found it so far? A good challenge, a steep learning curve. I think um, for me it was very much getting comfortable in the water um, yeah. and learning everything that comes with that. Nice. Uh, highlight for the day for you? I think just being in the water. It was a very calming feeling and just becoming comfortable with it. I'm so keen to get back out there tomorrow. Cool. We've got more. We've got more time. Michael, for you, mate, um, key highlight, anything any, or any big takeaways from today? Um, for someone who spent a lot of time in the water throughout their life, it was nice to um, – really challenged myself in an area that I haven't spent time in before. It'll sound strange, but I've never deliberately tried to hold my breath for a long period in such a controlled fashion. Yeah. And so while it may seem like that's what you do in other water-based activities, it's nowhere near as deliberate. Mm. So I'm always chasing something to learn. And this was another example of that and pushing my some comfort zone. Yeah. So you've done a bit of bow hunting and you've done a fair bit of stuff in the water, like in terms of swimming, Ironman and stuff like that. You're in your mid forties now and you've decided to start a new uh, hobby. How much crossover have you seen between all of those different pursuits and what you're trying to do here? Um, so I'm also starting, I'm learning bow hunting almost in parallel with, with this. I'm going through a bit of a hunting phase in my, in my later, later years. Um, Middle years, middle, middle years. years. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the I think the crossover to to prior activities is just it's it's given me a reason to focus on my my fitness and conditioning, which you know when you're busy and late forties, it tends to fall away a bit. So um, whether I'm climbing a mountain chasing goats with a bow, or whether I'm trying to dive to fifteen meters and and chase a large fish. It requires a level of, of fitness that you can't assume at my age. Yeah, nice. And so it's given me a reason to chase that. Yeah, cool. You Good know. motivation. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, any like key takeaways or learnings from today that's something that you're going to take into tomorrow? Oh, only the, um, the fact that uh, I assumed, given some of my previous scuba diving experience, that ears wouldn't be a problem for me. They never have been. Mm. But today they were a bit of a problem. So I'm sure I'll overcome it. But um, that's the that's the key thing for me is just to get that uh, that little hump done, mm. and I think it'll be it'll be all downhill from there. Well, well done on um, all of the enclosed water stuff today. Like you knocked out a really good static, a really good dynamic. You're doing great rescues. All of that side of things looks pretty good. So hopefully, with your ears working tomorrow, we'll uh, we'll take on a bit more progression for you, and we'll we'll get, we'll get you down, shoot some targets. It'll be great. Awesome. All right, Bree, uh, Underwater Cultures Bree joins us again for another <laughs> course. Um, highlights for you, buddy? Um, I think highlight for today was just actually the crew in general. Everyone's just been so stoked to be here and just really ready to learn um, and just taking on board absolutely everything and just absorbing everything that we're saying. And I feel like it's translated so quickly um, everyone just achieved so well today, which was really rewarding. Yeah, cool. Who was the um, who was the funniest person on your free dive line? Oh, 
it was definitely Ben when he thought he was <laughs> a straightaway like a freediving champion and it was the most peaceful, <laughs> beautiful thing to watch him on his like first pre-immersion and just… He's like, I am Alexi. I am. Yeah. <laughs> and that was exactly what was happening. And I came up and I spoke his thoughts to him and he was like, yeah. It's exactly what I thought I was doing <laughs> and who I think I am now. So, yeah, yeah, it was really, really fun. Awesome. Cool. All right, let's move on to John. So, John's come on the course with a with a bit of spearing experience and uh, wanted to sort of take it up a couple of levels. Is that kind of right? Yeah, I think it was important for me to learn more of the safety aspect, um, rescuing, buddy rescue, um, and then – Probably the rescue breaths and proper breathe up and diving properly. And how have you found that side of things? Um, I think I've come a long way knowing my diving before this to just the little techniques that I've picked up to help with equalising and getting down better and relaxing and slowing down. Yep. In terms of the rescuing though, did you enjoy practising on a person and retrieving someone from deeper water? Yeah, I think it's imperative to do that and get the, the practical skills of, of doing that. How much difference did you see between the first time you tried to do the rescue and then the last time you did it? Um, it becomes a lot easier the more you do it, um, mm. trying to work left hand, right hand, which hand's the yeah. right one to use. Um, and I don't think I would have known how to do that without coming on the course. Yep. Yeah, cool. And like a lot of people think that they know in their mind how they're going to conduct a rescue, but there's quite a lot of psychomotor skills there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And you just kind of got to do it a few times. And I think uh, Conan was saying too, like they're perishable. So it's almost yeah. like you, you want to do a bit of a refresher every 6, 12 months and make sure you still know what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tomorrow you get to rescue me off the bottom just to have a real test of your skills. <laughs> oh, good, mate. What are you hoping to achieve out of tomorrow? Um, hopefully just working on my equalisation, getting my ears working. Um, the last dive I did, I did manage to tuck the chin in and equalise properly and felt really comfortable. Mm. So just working on that. And you got down and had a good look at the wreck in sort of 12, yep. 13 metres. Yeah. Yeah, nice, man. Awesome. All good. Conan. I keep calling you Conan. It's Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Um, Conan also had a fair bit of um, spearing experience before he came on the trip. What were your sort of goals and how are you going attaining them? Yeah, goal is to actually have someone that's been doing it for a while, make sure that my bad habits were not so bad or or vice versa. Um, so it was good to get that check up. Um, and how are we going with that check up? What have, we good, made, yeah. what have we made progress on? Uh, just natural head movement on the dive and not getting fixated on what your prize is at the bottom. Yep. Um, and I really just enjoy the static apnea. It's just an opportunity to relax and let that white noise disappear from everything. And yeah, it's just a nice calm space. Who is your static buddy? Do they give you some awkward massages or was it? Touches. Some bum, bum touches. touches. Oh, John, Some, eh? uh, One minute taps instead of 30 second taps. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? 20 minutes later, it's like yeah. tap, tap, tap. Where's this finger moving? 
he's holding you under, making sure you get that 90 seconds. How'd you go on the static? Did you do you want to tell us your number? Yeah, good. Uh, just on the two minutes 12, um, I needed a cough. <laughs> I've, um, I felt pretty comfortable. I reckon if I don't need a cough, I could probably get out three minutes quite comfortably. I felt nice and relaxed in that space and, yeah, I'd like to stay under there for longer. Do you think that side of freediving translates to spearfishing? Definitely. Um, the more relaxed you can be in the water um, at the bottom or whether that's on the surface, it's going to translate into better safety. Um, you're not going to attract predators around you. Um, and I've witnessed that firsthand in my spearfishing. If you're relaxed and you're comfortable around the taxman and other fish, then you're going to have a nice day. Um, if you hop in the water and you feel uncomfortable, just get back out of the water. Um, there's no point being in there that day. Yeah, okay, wow. Yeah. You were really good at slowing down, man, and um, you self-corrected a, a lot on the line, I saw, and it was really good to see. Like um, some Spiros um, have a lot of bad habits and it can take a while to break out of it and recognize where we're going wrong and make some changes, so... Hats off to you for having a crack. All good. Yeah, thanks. Daniel, for you, mate, having done a freediving course, you're new to the spearing game. Um, yeah. Have you found the course so far? Are we are we, are we we getting you prepared to shoot a fish? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah before I'd done just the – yeah, I'd done the dives, but it was basically get to the bottom and then just wanted to hightail it back to the top. So today it was good to actually get down there and then – sort of chill out when we did that dive together and then sort of realise you can relax at the bottom and, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good thing to move forward into the spearing side. And you didn't realise how deep you were either and I think you were quite surprised at what you're capable of. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was about, what, 11, 11 or so and I think it was 14, yeah. what you said, so yeah. Nah, yeah. And we crazy. did a nice slow dive and spent a little bit of time there and you look smooth all the way through. Yeah. That that's definitely going to start translating when you do go out and start hunting fish as well. So, awesome, man. Um, goals for you for the weekend? What are you wanting to achieve tomorrow? Um, I'll just learn to shoot the gun properly, and fingers crossed, just take one, at least one fish home. Be yeah, that'd nice. be the dream so far. All right, cool. How'd you enjoy the fish today that we ate? Yeah, that no, was amazing. Cool. Definitely gonna have to buy a smoker when I get home. Yeah, jeepers! I should maybe be selling smokers on this course. <laughs> say like. It's so good for turning fish that some people aren't that in love with into a really nice meal. So awesome. All good, Daniel. Um, might just do one more quick lap and just do biggest takeaway from today. Uh, if I didn't cover it already with you. Um, yeah, biggest takeaway. Oh. Um, what's, what's one thing you're going to work on? And, and aside from the obvious, maybe, that if we've already discussed it. Aside from the obvious, obviously being, I think, breathing is, is definitely one of them. But I think just probably building the neurological pathways for the spear gun and stuff like that. I think I've got a, a reasonable feel for the water. Um, but in terms of especially specifically spear fishing, um, just getting to know the, the gun better and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Ramana? I think going slower down to the bottom of the water. Oh, yep. the bottom of the, yeah. Nice. That's cool. How are you going to do that? 
do the breathing at the top before going down, make sure I'm in a good headspace and enjoy the moment of going down rather than feeling like it's a rush to get to the bottom and then come back up. Another little trick you might Mm. want to do is just um, count, count something. And and if you're counting fast, you know you're going too fast. So you might count fin strokes, you might count EQs, whatever it is that will help you just to go – Oh, you want to be going one and two and three rather than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> then you know you're going too fast. So if you can add in some counting, that might help you be more conscious of slowing down. Cool, Michael. We talked about equalizing, but anything yeah. else? <clears throat> um, probably the takeout was just to um, become comfortable with being uncomfortable regarding the need to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that felt a bit uncomfortable for a short period. Yeah. But um, like a lot of things in life, you, you've if you want to, you can become comfortable with that mm. uncomfort. And there's a head knowledge about how CO2 works and that urge to breathe. And then there's the actual reality of learning to deal with that mechanism. And today you struggle with that a bit, mm. but you overcome yep. and you, you you kind of gently push through a little bit. And yep. I, I saw that. So it was cool. Yep. Awesome. So becoming uncomfortable, becoming yep. used to being uncomfortable with the breathe, urge to breathe and learning yep. how to sort of manage that. Cool. Yep. I like yep. it. Breathe. Yep. Um, any focuses for you as an instructor? As an instructor. Who are you going to pick on tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's too good already. Yeah. Um, no, I think I'll just probably have a little bit more study tonight because I really don't give equalization um, enough of focus in how I teach it because it's not something that I struggle with personally. So I always find it interesting when people have the patience to just work through the problems during the day and I like to try and find out as many fixes as I can. So I look forward to working on that a bit more tomorrow. Yeah, nice. Cool. John? Um, for me, slowing down. Not trying to rock it to the bottom. Um, and you identified head position before. Yeah, definitely technique and head position. Yep. Um, tucking the chin in definitely helped with the equalization as well. Cool. Yeah, and so like sometimes when you've been diving for a while, just making new habits muscle memory is all your focus is going to be. So that's cool. Love yeah, it. it's definitely like knew what to do, but would only think about what I was doing halfway down. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Connor? Yeah, much the same. Just um, head position. Just relax enough to keep that neutral position as you're dropping down and mm. on the same coming back up because I've been guilty of diving deep and then looking at the surface and going, oh, yeah, I need to go up there and keep focusing on it as I go up. You two um, only met on this course, but it seems like you've had a really good uh, bromance and uh, and buddy partnership going. <laughs> I'm enjoying watching it. It's like just watching a flower blossom, you know. Um, but you're diving really well together. Both of you guys communicate, uh, which is much to your credit too. You've spent a bit of time in the water and you realize that the difference between a good buddy partnership and a bad one is just communication. And you guys are both seem to be pretty like on top of your comms. So good, good work on that. And uh, I love a good bromance. So, <laughs> yeah, keep it going. Daniel, um, for you, brother. Big oh, take. mine would be from just after doing the statics today, just realizing that I can't hold my breath for, I think it was over two minutes today. So then doing the actual dives at depth, not getting stressed out and being down there for like 30 seconds and you think you have to come up and breathe. 
sort of, you know, you, you feel like you have to, but you've got plenty of time at the bottom. Yeah. So just sort of relaxing. Relaxing on the bottom for Relaxing you. on the bottom is, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a good focus, man. Like you work out what depth you're going to go to and then just go, right, I'm going to spend 10 seconds here and I'm going to assist and see how I feel. Yeah. Like um, when you can do that, you, that depth is then yours. It's kind of like you own it. And uh, there's something about it. Like it, even as you get along, you know, you might be a 10-meter diver and then all of a sudden 12 meters is a, is a you know, you can do it, but you're a touch-and-go 12-meter diver. Yep. Learning to lay there means all of a sudden you can start hunting there and it changes the game. But it's a very slow and steady progression. So yeah, definitely, it's a good focus to have. Awesome, Daniel. All right, I'm going to come back for one last moment with Ben. I, I have to save the best for last, maybe. This is uh, Ben, the uh, Alexi Molshinov slash, I don't know, Spiro Extreme. Um, how'd you go today? With a, You had a bit of a free spear session uh, with Jaden and I. What, what's, walk us through what happened. Um, yeah, it was good. So we just finished the um, the freediving portion of the, of the paddy component and we, we'd come back and there was, a, there was an opportunity there. You, yourself and Jaden were both very kind to, to let me tag along for an afternoon spear session. Um, yeah, I was very happy just to observe, but you gave me an opportunity to go down with, with your own personal spear gun and, and have a look, and there was a couple of opportunities for a couple of fish there. So so the first one you glazed over, um, you sort of dived down onto a log and you were sort of hovering off the bottom and towards the back end of your dive, the fish presented itself and you you, you, you brought it home? Sure did. What about the, you, you managed to shoot another fish? Walk us through what happened there. Um, again, it's the same one. There's a nice current on the way back as we were swimming back in. Um, it was probably maybe 10, 10 meters, 10 meters down. Um, and then it was a school of, uh, you called it mother-in-law fish, but I, I don't know what the technical name for Blub, it. Blubberlip brim. Blubberlip brim. Um, and there was one just there and it just swam maybe like two meters in front of me and I, I got a shot and um, killed it immediately and, and brought it to the surface and there was a couple of fishermen on the side who had been fishing and uh, I held it up and um, let out a bit of a cheer, I think. so. <laughs> I like how you calmly come over and said, oh, I just better put this on the stringer too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, Ben. Really good to watch your progression in such a short time. And, um, yeah, it's a bit of a credit to you, but you had some good opportunities there. I was stoked you you, you made the most of them, though. It was excellent. So cool. Yeah. Oh, we might, tomorrow we might do another sort of debrief to this and uh, – Hopefully you guys have got some more stories to tell and uh, maybe some fish to put in the smoker or maybe we can do a ceviche tomorrow, talk about some of the stuff we've cooked. But thanks very much for an awesome day, guys. That was uh, absolutely killer and good to hear some of your takeaways and experiences from the day. And this from day three of the Australia October trip, um, a fair amount of froth, as you will hear. Welcome back to day three on the... Stratty Spearfishing Adventure in October. Um, I'm joined by Bree, my fellow instructor. Bree, we, uh, we were a bit sport today, buddy. What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had really lovely conditions in terms of visibility. Uh, it was a really good way to practice our buddy pairs that way, have a bit better idea of what we were actually looking at at the bottom in terms of structure and how to hunt. And, yeah, a bit of uh, – Sneak peek at a lot more fish uh, compared to some other weekends that we've been here. Yeah, yeah. How much viz do you think we had on the high tide? Ah, uh, it was pushing ten meters. Yeah, yeah it was really good today. Mm. 
You can make out colour and yeah, sort of tell sand from reef and probably 10, 12 metres easy. Yep. So. Yeah, it was really helpful, I think, mm. as we start to learn and um, put our theory into practice. It's just a cherry on the top of the cake when you've got really good visibility. Mm. You're buzzing with uh, the wobbies there at the end. Did you <laughs> yeah. uh, walk us through that? <laughs> I'm just a sucker for sea creatures and wildlife going yeah, on. Yeah, wildlife and just obviously I just half the time just enjoy swimming with it as much as either hunting or doing any photography. So just take some time to be a wobbegong. Cool. What was um, – two two questions. What was the frothiest moment you saw today and what was the f- – did you see any funny stuff? Um, I don't think I saw a, saw a funny today. I think everyone was just stoked. No one talking awkward poo in the water. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I haven't had any guys, awkward it happens. poo. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to my podcast, you yeah. realise how often it happens. Yeah, no. Nah, everyone's been nice bog. and clean this whole weekend. I've loved it. Yeah. Um, probably the Stoke again, Ben today, just going to get that sweet lip. I think we were all like, oh, they're still down there. And then we kept taking dives and we're like, they're still down there. Someone's going to do it. And then Ben did it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was really, really rewarding. And just seeing everyone kind of progress even further today, um, on top of yesterday. So we're already. My funny it. for the day was, was Daniel. That we were getting him for target practice and he was in with uh, with these two, Romana and Ben, and he's like, Ben, don't just throw your gun at mate. You'll probably hit a fish the way you're going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was, I thought that was a good call. That was I pretty really true. Enjoyed yeah, that. just throw it in and it shoots a fish. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> All right, let's start up with Conan and um, we'll talk with um, the, the bromance pair from the weekend, Conan and John. Um, how did you guys sit out today? Conan? Yeah, we had a pretty good day. Um, John got a flatty, which was awesome. Um, my left ear was struggling to equalise a fair bit today, but yeah, no, I just enjoyed being a buddy and seeing him get pretty good PB on it on one of his dives. Yeah, um, he was commenting on how relaxed he was, and I was kind of I thought it might have been some of the stuff that I'd taught him, but then I realised how much effort you were putting into massaging his buttocks on the surface. <laughs> Nah, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's um, you always got to get a good bromance on, but well, I've said before that line management's really important. Yeah, and um, we were experimenting. We had the float out as well, which um, with your flashes that causes a little bit more uh, entanglement. To you got to manage that. So yeah, you guys um had a flasher float out the back trying to lure in some pelagic species. Yeah, just nothing go. I think um. We got onto a good spot, but line fishermen sort of um, did us in at that spot was when the yeah, flashes right. were starting to work um, and the bait fish were coming in. So, but he had a bit more priority. You were competing. There, with we don't. Line. Yeah, that's a hard balance too, isn't it? When you're fishing a rock wall, like you got line line fishermen, and they, you know, you don't want to kind of disrupt what they're doing, and then they try not to, you know, disrupt what we're doing. It's kind of that negotiation you got to do. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, thinking about a wobbegong myself. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's kosher or not. <laughs> um, part of me goes, yeah, I don't want to be the person carrying it back, but part of me wants to have a go at it too. Any learnings for you from this weekend? Uh, learnings from this weekend. The biggest takeaway is just head position 
and getting that tucked down and and spending that time to breathe up, um, not be that rush Spiro that sees a fish and goes down, sees another one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I had you guys out on the wreck and I was diving with John and one temptation or one thing that happens in a buddy dynamic is quite often one guy might have a little bit more experience or diveability than the other and so he rushes the other guy or makes the other guy feel pressure to rush his surface interval and then you start having crappier and crappier drives because you haven't had a good period of ventilation up on the surface. But I felt like John was kind of doing that. You were doing that pretty well, mate. Um, how, how did you feel about your diving today? Yeah, pretty stoked, to be honest. Um, Just bring it in nice. I think this weekend I've gained a solid five-plus metres in my hunting depth. Yep. Um, and definitely far more comfortable doing plus-minute dives down there, which was good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. You look good in the water, mate. Like you, the way you're traveling down, there's nothing rushed about your approach. And to me, I, I've said it to a few people this week because I've seen people slow down, and and that's how I can tell they're starting to get comfortable with what they're doing. And when you look comfortable, obviously the fish are going to be a heck of a lot like panicked. You don't look like such a predator. Yeah, I think um, I've listened to podcasts a lot, and a lot of people say like the biggest thing is to slow down. And I don't think I really understood how what slow down really meant. Like I was sort of, yeah, I think just slow down swimming on the surface, but it's the whole dive, mm. your body movements, everything. Mm. And it, it gave me, definitely gave me a better bottom time. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so did you, have, you, have you had many good opportunities on fish this weekend? Um, not a lot. I yeah. think um, we shot, shot one tusky. That got off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely. You smashed a good flatty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which Jaden bushed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, How good is it filleting your first flatty? They're always, they're never like, yeah. it's never like a super clean job. No. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't think I'd get to the bottom of that wreck this weekend with the way my ears were. Yep. But, um, yeah, pretty stoked. Easy. What was? What did you touch down at? Did you do a fifteen meter drop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Awesome job, man. Well done. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no, no, awesome, Dan. You've got to fire the spear gun, didn't you, brother? Pardon? You got to fire the spear gun a couple of times. Yeah, at the target. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not on that. Not on a fish. Nah, nah. I didn't take any shots actually. Uh, I spent a bit of time this morning trying to put you on some sweeties. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. It's hard sometimes with the current moving you around and you want to be right on the spot. Yep. Um, did you make any progress with figuring out where you wanted to position your body with regards to where the fish were and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I got down there. I actually did see a fish when we first went out today. <laughs> and I, didn't, I just went down for a quick look before I had a gun in my hand. So I was pretty, yeah, wasn't that stoked about that. Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah. Always be armed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes your body language changes too when you don't have a spear gun in your hand and a lot of people comment on it. Yeah. Do you feel like your body language changes when you've got a spear gun in your hand? Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it's a lot more to think about as well. So the dives, I sort of feel like I have a shorter dive of the gun because I'm sort of trying to think of a whole different, too many different things at once. So that was like the boys are saying about slowing down. Yeah. It's like I found 
couple of dives I got down and I was like, I forgot this, I forgot that. So, yeah, yeah towards the end I was actually feeling really comfortable yeah. with the gun and getting into the position. One thing with doing the freediving first is you learn how to get streamlined and get to the bottom and do it comfortably. And then as soon as you had a spear gun and you've got to work out how to then be streamlined with the spear gun and still do the same thing that you did when you had nothing. Yeah. I saw you go through that journey this weekend, I think, because um, you were diving 14 metres when we were out freediving. And then with the spear gun, you probably looked more comfortable sort of eight, nine. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but you would, you're definitely like getting in the right spot and starting to look like you had the potential to shoot some fish. Yeah, definitely. So have you? do you feel like you've made some good progress? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I've definitely caught the bug as well. So cool, cool. Already booked in for another couple of days this yeah. week with the boys. So Yeah, nice. Yeah. Sickies at work. Pardon? Sickies. When you're the boss, you don't have to have sickies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Gold Coast way, you going sparing or? Yeah, you... yeah, down Gold Coast way, yep. All right, cool. Cool. You'll have some fun down there. There's some really um, some good reef in fairly shallow, like sort of that five to fifteen meter mark. There's quite a bit of ground down there. So yep. No, oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, awesome, brother. It's been a pleasure having you on the course, mate. Well, well done on what you've achieved this weekend. No, thank you very much. Oh, good. I might move down to Romana, who was determined to get down today and uh, start boogieing at ten meters, but um, <laughs> get some EQ dramas. But in spite of that, it seemed like you were having a pretty good time. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, new experiences, new things, of new skills. Yep. Lots of fun. And you jumped back in today. I really admire a bit of um, determination. What happened? Walk us through it. I jumped back in to try and do the 10-metre constant weight, but definitely just need to practice it a bit more yep. and I think not rush myself. I think that there was a double-edged sword. It was good to jump back in but also I think I put too much pressure on myself to do mm. it rather than just yeah you can always tell high performing people because they lump the pressure on themselves <laughs> you don't have to do it it's like as they're in, as in a freediving instructor it's like my job is to try and make you feel less pressure <laughs> and um but you'll you'll get there easy yeah. you've definitely got the breath hold and the ability and the confidence it's just slowing down probably putting some runs on the board mm -hmm. and I think that that will happen for you very shortly did you Shoot at some fish today? I did one shot at a fish and it just skirted past. Oh. <laughs> How'd you go on the targets? Hold on. <laughs> I hit one. You hit I hit one, one target. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one photo you've got. <laughs> yeah, nice. Nice. I'll put some of those photos yeah. up in show notes today. So it'll be uh, noobspirit.com forward slash strati OCT, I think I'm doing. And um, so I'll link up a couple of. Photos from your experience, but you were a good buddy for Ben. Uh, your priority was making sure he was frothing for sure, and he definitely seemed to. <laughs> I look at it, she palmed that off on you really quick. Real quick, I wasn't yeah. Even finished. <laughs> How'd you go today, Ben? Yeah, really good. Um, I think an improvement from yesterday. I had a lot of fun, and I think, um, I mean, Ramona and I's goal was to come in here, learn a skill together from from you, um, and I think we we're both talking about it before. I think it's at a level now where. Um, especially if you had someone else to, to guide still, but comfortable or getting more comfortable in the water, understanding the equipment and just the mechanics of diving. So Nice. Nice. We're onwards and upwards for you guys. I think um, the first day where you both come in with the fish each will be pretty pretty cool to witness. It'll be pretty special, yeah. Yeah. That enthusiasm you guys have is contagious too. Like it's, um, it's honestly, it's more fun watching you guys shoot the first of a species than it is like I said to you, like then shooting my own stuff. So 
Uh, well done on bringing that contagious froth. And I hope you guys um, continue to just keep um, pushing on and growing in your spirit. It's awesome. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, good. Michael, Michael, uh, Michael shot an unusual fish today, and we uh, we smoked it up and we ate it. It's got a distinctive taste, doesn't it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So that's the first uh, that's the first speared fish. Nice. How how good did it feel to fire your spear gun? Yeah. Hit what you were aiming at, retrieve it, kill it yourself, string yep. it up, and then come back home and cook it all. Yeah, no, very um, very fulfilling to take it through that cycle. Mm. Um, I had no problems hitting it, hitting what I was pointing at today generally. Yeah, perfect. But um, just still working on the on the depth with the equalization, but that'll come. It'll be, it's not yeah. got, got no concerns. Yeah, yeah. You and I were talking like um, a lot of guys with a scuba diving background, I think, um, have scar tissue and you can build up like um, almost uh, extra tissue in your tympanic membrane, your, your the skin there, mm. and it becomes rigid and inflexible. And if you haven't been in the water for a while, I think that can be a reason that – Makes equalizing a bit harder. Yep. So uh, we, we walk through some things yeah. to maybe um, do that. And the equalizing, do you guys remember the equalizing I taught you guys at the start mm -hmm. where we do those progressively harder equalizations? Kieran taught me that. And um, I think it's a fantastic exercise for just getting everything limber yep. and working, particularly if you haven't been in the water for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. It'll, it'll come good. This is, um, I'm trying to be not, trying to be more patient in my older age. Yeah. And so I'm not worried about it. It'll, continue progressing and I'll go and keep practicing and and um, it, you can have fun at, at uh, you know, under five meters. So that's fine. Oh, sorry, above five meters. <laughs> Depending on where you want to look so at it. Far, so, so far. So far. Yeah. And it'll yep. get deeper and deeper. But I saw you working on your duck dive today. Your duck dive is looking super smooth. I think you've got, you've got the technique there to actually carry you a lot deeper than you're going at the moment and your movements are slow and steady, calm and collected. All those things are going to pay off as your as your ears start to play the game for yeah. sure. And I'll start training my breath hold. I'll yep. start doing some pool work and being deliberate about that. How did you find the spear gun safety workshop today, the walkout activity and the target practice? Was that connecting the dots for you? Definitely. I think one of the things I've noticed about the course and you've mentioned this previously is combining the the free diving um, uh, structured course with a spear fishing bent to it provides a um what I would you know I've got a bit of a teaching background I'll call it scaffolding yeah me so, too so yeah. yeah so you've it, it scaffolds things quite nicely mm. and the way you do terrestrial um, simulations then into the water again building upon building other elements I think worked really well mm. so um I stole that idea as well uh, <laughs> a bloke an actual student on this course Linton a massive shout out to him he he gave me some really good feedback and uh, we started adding those walkout activities into this and I feel like just learning that like walking out 10 meters while you're holding your breath and mm. coming back 10 meters, yep. it actually makes it all, puts it all in perspective. Like, yep. oh, okay, cool. That's going to take 30 seconds. Yep. yep. And uh, it, it, it makes the whole problem seem a lot more digestible. Yeah. It demystifies it. It um, makes it very easy to repeat when you put more pressure on, you mm. know, being underwater, et cetera. So no, no, it's a really good strategy and I think it works exceptionally well. Cool. So you had a good time? I had a great time. Awesome. Well, I've had a pleasure, haven't you? You've had a great attitude. Nah, it's been awesome. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I felt like the dinner we had tonight really sort of um, was a nice little bit of a cherry on the cake. We had a couple of cracker dishes. What was your favourite? Oh, the um, the crumbed and and fried um, fish was uh, salt and vinegar. Yeah, chip. that, that yeah. was that was sensational. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Really, Can't really get good. Past it yeah. Fish taco. Uh, that's in the that's in the cookbook. No. Ah. No. No. But it's really simple. <laughs> yeah. Here it is: flour, egg. Salt and vinegar chips just crushed up, right. and then you just shallow frying them. Perfect. And uh, Romana, what? How long do you reckon a side? What were you doing? 
four minutes aside. Yep. We had a little bit of low temp going on there. So, okay. and then just on resting on some paper towel. And then my wife, Crystal, was telling me I've got to put salt on them because it helps them stay crispy. Yeah, so, right, right. Yeah, well, I felt like they came out pretty good tonight with a black spot tusky. Yeah, no, that, that fish was, was, you couldn't buy better than that. Mm, awesome. Yeah. All good. We might just do a quick shoot around. Um, any final comments or thoughts on the course, guys, or just your experience in general, what you maybe want to focus on in the future, but I'd love to hear just a quick uh, final thoughts on on the whole experience. Um, yeah, Conan, uh, final thoughts. If you've been spearing for a while, and you haven't done a free diving course, jump on this one. Um, it'll fix your bad habits and improve your game. Um, and I look forward to doing some really good dives in the future. Awesome, Conan. Cheers, brother. John, um, I think anywhere from beginner to experienced spear fisherman would, would get something out of this course. Um, Having people like yourself and Bree watching over us and picking up the little things that we're doing wrong is invaluable. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers, John. Uh, Daniel, um, I'd probably say the the demonstrations and being taught how to use the guns properly. Yeah, right. Uh, I got handed a gun on or the day I, <laughs> the day I came here, and my mate sort of tried to show me when he handed it over and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do here. So, <laughs> so today was really good, like, yeah. yeah, running through it all and actually learning how they all, how to put it back together, the different types of guns and, yeah, how to safely use them. Yeah. That was really good. And you ended up using a, a Rob Allen with your buddy. Yeah. And how did you find that? Yeah, really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, not really easy to use and to reload. Yeah, I really like that gun. Probably yeah, going to no. get myself one. <laughs> well, I think we've done a couple of reverses here because you come with a timber gun and want to get uh, an aluminium or carbon barrel pipe gun. Yep. And then we've had other people that have come here and with a, with a pipe gun and wanted to buy a timber gun. So um, both guns have got their pros and cons for sure, man. But yep. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had a good experience with, with that side of things. Yeah, no, it's been great. Awesome. All right. Romana? I think what I've really liked about it was that it, the course was tailored and everyone could take something out of it. Um, so I think speaking about Ben and I's difference in kind of capability and out there, I still feel like I've learned heaps from it and will continue to learn and follow Ben's shooting fish. Um, nice. But equally those that have had spearing experience or free diving experience got something out of it and improved their skills. So I really liked that experience. Do you think you'd like to come out by yourself on an all woman course as well? We are running the first of its kind in February. I will do a shout out to Bree. <laughs> <laughs> she has been incredible with the yeah. advice she gave. And I think that as a female, there's probably little tips and tricks that are helpful. So yeah, I definitely. definitely see value in that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Romana. Uh, ben, um, I think just going through the whole process of learning how to dive, um, catch fish, but then also have some one-on-one, -on -one, how to fillet a fish, never done that before, then how to um, how to cook a fish in, in various ways. Really gave me confidence now if I was to go out and find another fish that I would be able to go through the whole process um, with some some level of comfort and um, confidence in, in what I was doing. And so, I think that's pretty exciting. And have I managed to sell your cookbook yet? I think so. Oh, Done. cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you have 158 recipes as well, brother. That's awesome. Uh, Michael, uh, look, I'll be probably repeating myself to some degree, but um, 
If you want to have a spearfishing journey or begin a spearfishing journey, then this is the place to do it. Freediving for Spearfishers at howtofreedive.com will help you to extend your breath hold, understand your body better, and put you in a better position when you actually get to go out spearfishing. This program is not for noobs, as this program is for people who have some diving under their belts and understand some basic spearfishing safety, but it's perfect for spearos who want a guided, easy to follow and complete program with videos, a clear process, and a set goal. The five-minute freediver works. Get started for free and see if it's for you at howtofreedive.com. There's a tester there. Use the code NOOBSPEARO, N-O-O-B-S-P-E-A-R-O to save some money if you do decide to purchase. Check it out at howtofreedive.com. Freediving for spearfishers, a fantastic way to prepare, especially if you've got a big trip coming up. Get to that five-minute mark and it does translate to your diving at howtofreedive.com. Hey Nuba, get your froth on with some Noob Spiro gear. The Jobfish Tribute, Spiro Dad, Rancid Pelican. This gear is only available at noobspiro.com. From flip-flops, crocs and socks, through to hats, shirts and stickers, get your froth on with Noob Spiro at noobspiro.com. Handmade spear guns from the USA, killshotspearguns.com, have made rugged, functional, simple spear guns utilizing the best components Check them out at killshotspearguns.com. Save $30 on any timber spear gun. Use the code NOOB. Visit killshotspearguns.com. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the Stradio October crew. Uh, a mad bunch of people and a lot of fun on that course. Just about every, no, every course is full of frothers and uh, there's some amazing takeaways. You might have been curious about the intermediate course. Again, I had Tim McDonald, Australian spearfishing champion, Trevor Ketchian, uh, Queensland state champion or former state champion. I've got Tom Sandstrom, also a great competitive spearer. All of these guys are absolute weapons in the water, great teachers, and some awesome information was thrown around as you're about to hear. Here we go, the intimate, the inaugural intermediate spearfishing course by Noob Spear. Here it is. All right, legends, welcome to the Noobsbury podcast. Uh, we are smack bang in the middle of the uh, Stradbroke Island inaugural intermediate course. Um, one group got out today on the rock wall and one group got out for a boat dive. I think everyone seems to have had a good time. I'm looking around at a lot of tired and wrecked people. We just had a massive seafood spread just to set the scene for you. Uh, and we're about to do a bit of a presentation with Tim McDonald talking about managing sharks, we're going to get into ethics, but we want to quickly debrief from today, um, pick up on any high froth moments, any lessons learned, funny stuff that happened along the way, and um, we might start off with Tim himself, and Tim, for you, mate, highlights, um, describe sort of what you saw and experienced today. Uh, I, I, the highlights were obviously just watching guys learn some new things and think their way through some stuff, um, like a lot of the guys all sort of realised and started working with the the real the rig line management and making sure they pull their rig line up free dive uh watch some guys just get down lay on the bottom and and hunt some fish obviously we didn't see a lot of fish middle of the day it's not the best time as we got towards the afternoon started getting really fishy and saw some nice fish and and uh yeah had some good times doing what was that. the best fish you saw today yeah i saw a couple of snapper today saw a couple of nice snapper Saw a couple of nice tuskies, saw a couple of really nice blue bar parrots, um, a couple of big spangos, those sorts of fish. Um, we didn't see any real pelagic fish. Saw no a, Spanish rounds? No, no. You did say it was going to be pretty 
Yeah, no, no fish November. Yeah, definitely. Um, saw a few sharks. Saw a couple of bull sharks. Saw a couple of bull sharks. Um, yeah, that would, yeah. Later on in the afternoon, we started getting really fishy. Any sketchy moments? Anything we can learn for tomorrow for the other group that are about to head out? Sketchy moments? Uh, no. I'd, Tom having the chili, maybe. In the um. That'd be sketchy tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think we uh, we managed all all the risks really well. Swum together for most of the the early part, and I think that you know some guys got a, a fair bit out of just diving and working together. And I just talked some of the guys through how we sort of work together as a team as well a little bit. So nice. yeah, I think that that was probably helpful to a bunch of guys. Yeah, no, awesome. The feedback I've heard was like it was a good rotation between instructors and so we had six uh, guys in the water and then three instructors. So it was like one on two and you guys sort of rotated around through them and I think they got some good feedback along the way and saw some had some opportunities. So it's cool. All good. We might head around the room, think of a high moment for you or funny or something you learned. Um, uh, hi, yeah, hi, it's Justin um, from Coffs. Uh, high moments were probably... Um, end of the day would have been a high moment. I reckon we'd, um, Tom and Andy, when we were diving, what did the drift through the middle? It was just blue bar and tuskies everywhere. There was a, the first drift that we came through. Um, yeah, it just, uh, I, I just kept missing. So the highlight was seeing him, but the low, low, low mark for the day was, uh, couldn't shoot one, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah, we'll go and check that in the morning. I'll have a look at it, but it just might be. I don't know. I, I had a, the drop on one quite well and it was laid out flat with a good end, still missed side on. So we'll check that. That would have been the highlight. Other than that, it was a good day all around. Um, it was good to get the like to spend some time out in the deep with Tim. That was different and staying calm and getting pushed down, shoved. I mean, just that whole pressure off the top, especially when you're in a little mild current. So somebody holding in the current so you can breathe up. That's interesting. Good way to do it. Um, yeah, just new little things to, to learn and take. Thanks. Uh, Casey here from Tweed. Um, had a pretty good morning session with Trev this morning. It was good diving with someone that has very speci- like a very specific and intentional way of diving. I don't like. I don't really get to dive with experienced people like that very very often. Um, yeah, shot a few nice fish today and didn't do anything spectacular. Just was on the long along the rock wall, but just quietly we cooked a really awesome feed. That was probably that was pretty up there for me. That was a really nice feed. So what was the best dish? The best dish or probably the Shrek feed, eh? Or the, the squid was pretty good. I don't want to toot my own horn, but it was pretty good. Yeah, squid was good. Yeah, it was. Um yeah, super keen for tomorrow to get out in the boat and do some deeper stuff and just focus on the hunting aspect of stuff. Yeah. Linton here. Um, highlights of the day. Um, there's a lot of highlights. Um, even to start with, I got up and went for a walk this morning. This place is awesome. Like just to go for a walk down along the wall and down to where like the beaches and the jetty and the, like that little netted swim area and stuff like that. It's such a cool place. There's, and there's so much wildlife around. It's, it's a really cool place. So I really enjoyed that this morning. That was good as the sun was coming up. Um, but being out in the boat, being able to dive with the instructors and get some feedback and um, that was unreal. That was good. It's new experiences for me. That's like and like definitely highlight there. I will say my low light is my lack of match fitness when it comes to diving. So I 
pull the pin, um, right as uh, Tim has said about, you know, this is the time for things to happen, but man, I was spent. So, um, yeah, so I pulled the pin. I was out. So. Yeah, Andrew from Coffs, and uh, look, my highlight was uh, when he pulled out, and I got to jump on at the last hour, and the um, got to dive with Tim. The place definitely came alive in that last hour of uh, of daylight. Um, oh, look, the format was fantastic, and um, and 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 you know, diving with the three of them, and uh, you know, seeing the different techniques between them, getting tips. Oh, couldn't have asked for more. It was fantastic. Loved it. Um, uh, saw lots of fish, not a lot of luck, but um, yeah, really enjoyed the diving. Over the back to Cindy, eh? I'm Cindy Yang, Cindy Yanger, Cindy Yanger the water photographer. Uh, from what I observed today, everyone, the stokes, the stoke was high, so that was really amazing to soak up, um, sharing the stoke with everyone. And um, the highlight was probably uh, the food. The food is amazing and the location of uh, North Strati is beautiful. As we were chatting, there's a curlew just walking around wanting to share his thoughts. It's amazing. Uh, Josh here uh, from Mullumbimby. Or Trinidad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, same, same deal. Uh, <clears throat> no specific highlights other than really the boat dive obviously was epic with um, Tim, Tom and Trevor. Just kind of learning different things from seeing the way they dive and the way they move and a couple of comments here and there. Um, yeah, it was, just a, it was just a great day, great format. Um, yeah, learned a lot, I think. I'm uh, Tim. Um, I'm going to go with the funniest thing today that I experienced or saw, and that was my dive partner, JJ, um, who took three hours to work out why he was getting electrocuted uh, every time he came near me because I wear a shark shield. Um, yeah, good times. Yeah, so I'm JJ, so it took me three hours to figure out why my right arm was numb. Um, yeah, a little bit of that too. Um, a few highlights I would say is, is just seeing the enjoyment of people's faces, you know, after the day that they come, they've come back and, you know, the fish that they've caught for the day. I think that really excites me. Um, so another one is I went down for a dive, wasn't watching when I was coming back up and I smacked my head on a tree. So, um. That's another silly moment for me, plus the three hours of trying to figure out what was going on. Um, but yeah, everything everything went well. Um, I think I had I had a great day, and so yeah. yeah. Hello, I'm David. I'm from Tweed. Um, yeah, I was diving the rock wall today, and yeah, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't feeling very good, a bit fatigued, but. Yeah, it was just awesome to see some new ground and some new fish and, yeah, dinner was epic. What did you murder? Uh, <laughs> possibly an octopus. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mitchell from Brisbane. Uh, highlight for the day was probably didn't actually have the best start to the day. It was just a bit off in my own head, but uh, sort of 
getting coached back around to start to have a better day. It's a really nice day out and it's sort of my own backyard, which is nice. And uh, big shout out to Cindy for hooking me up with an extra weight and pointing out a squid. So that was really good. Had a great day. Hey, my name's Andrew. I'm from Brisbane too. And um, highlights, just seen some good fish, saw some big gold spot wrasse. Um, they were a bit too tricky for me, but, um, yeah, it was a good day. Tim was actually nice and there's people <laughs> and there's other people around. So that was good. <laughs> so I think other people should come with us a bit more often. Uh, Luke from Brisbane, there's probably two things today um, in terms of highlights. Uh, on the first little drift on the boat dive we did with, with Tom, um, I got some feedback around getting to the bottom and just being still and, and getting as low as I could, pretending to be a turtle, um, uh, eating grass and, and seeing what would happen. Um, and the very next next drop after doing that, shot a go fish. So it, it obviously worked and that was um, really good feedback and something I'll take away and and Andrew mentioned it before, the second highlight was just spending that last hour of the day with, with Tim out there um, when the action really heated up. I think they feel their rescue and pretty much in the last hour almost completely. So really awesome to watch the master at work there getting it done. It was Jonesy. Jonesy, <laughs> Jonesy and Tim, yeah. So hi, uh, Kelsey um, from Brisbane, but originally from Florida. Uh, I think the highlight today, like you mentioned, was that was learning about the turtle, you know, and trying to, you know, change your mindset to not think of yourself as a predator and think of yourself as a very relaxed turtle on, on the bottom. Uh, highlight on the rock wall was, I think, the viz. It was just incredible out there. It was a very beautiful day. So thanks. Yeah, Christos uh, from uh, Florida as well. And um just a few highlights today. Just uh, mentioned the viz was awesome. It got even blue. <laughs> Amazing. You can go off a um, shore dive and see blue water like that. And uh, um, uh, Shrek was really awesome and came over and helped show us where the wrecks are. And we got a bit deeper and got to stay down a bit longer. And um, it was nice, you know, knowing he was at the surface, you can kind of push it a little more than you normally would. And so stay at the bottom and uh, look around and stuff and see some of the structures. So, yeah, it was a good day all in all. So, yeah. I'll give it to him next. Um, yeah, my highlight was Mitch being – where's Mitch? He's around here somewhere. Being a nervous wreck when he came over and all anxious and he, I think his first dive was to about three metres and his second dive was about four metres and then we worked on a few little things and he was – diving deeper but swimming on a 45-degree angle and then we worked on his duck dive and then he was smashing out dives to 10, 12 metres, laying on the bottom, hunting. He was doing really well. It, it's awesome seeing that improvement over like an hour's time. It was um, That was pretty enjoyable. And the boys, Mitch and Josh, both shooting squid. That was cool. The low light is the amount of crystals brownies I've eaten. I'm so sick. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a chilly, yeah. Uh, hi, my name's Dan from the sunny coast. I was just uh, driving the boat today, but uh, the highlight for me was everybody's um, attitude towards safety and, you know, keeping the guns safe, no loaded guns being handed into the boat, 
Uh, so obviously the stuff that you've been taught in the last couple of days or today has um, sunk in and, yeah, it was just really good to see sort of such professionalism from, you know, guys who haven't been diving a whole lot because, um, yeah, there's plenty of guys I dive with who don't show that kind of stuff. So, yeah, really good to see. Trevor, are you hiding? Trevor's down having a stretch. He's uh... – yeah. Hi, I'm Trevor and I'm addicted to spearfishing. Um, no, but in all seriousness, my highlight of the day is similar to what Dan was saying, is just watching everyone work together as really good buddy pairs and communicating well on the surface and just taking in all the information they've gotten over the last few days. I'll pass you back to Shrek, head of our AA meeting. <laughs> Spiro's anonymous. Yeah. We're addicted to murdering octopus, or David would say that. <laughs> Cindy would frown and then we'd carry on the day with enjoyment. Uh, I loved seeing all the, the wicked seafood spread we put on. So what we did was the, um, six guys went out uh, boat diving today and then the rock wall divers got a, a smaller dive window just in terms of the tide movement. So we kind of put on a feed for the boat divers and tomorrow the groups will switch around so... The guys that are on the boat today will be rock wall diving tomorrow and then putting a feed on for the, the rock wall divers from today that are heading out boat diving tomorrow. So it should be a good sort of collaborative effort. I think everyone enjoyed the spread that was put on. Um, we used up all the good ingredients, so the group tomorrow will be absolutely inventive with uh, what's left. So now awesome um, guys I'm looking forward tomorrow to tomorrow and, and getting into sharks and a bit of a theory chat with Tim. Yeah, as we got around the intermediate course, guys, as you'll hear, um, we had a, quite a big group of people. So I tried to get around and do some smaller interviews. Uh, up next is Blaze Parsons. And then I've got a story with uh, Tom Sandstrom and David on his um, first kingy hunt, which is pretty cool. And then I've got Tim Hall, Cindy Yanger and Casey from the Tweed. Um, check it out. Some uh, mad highlights from this intermediate course. G'day guys, day three, day two out boat diving today. I'm joined by Blaze underscore Parsons on Instagram. He is a, a Samoan splash machine, Polynesian powerhouse. He's a underwater photographer from uh, from Nam. Blaze, it's great to have you on another trip, bro. Um, I know you got out on the boat today. Can you walk us through the action? Maybe a couple of highlights. Uh, good to be back, bro. Um, oh, some of the highlights. So... We'd already checked a couple of spots and um, we just checked some new ground. And on one of the first drops Trevor done, he came up with a big spango, which was pretty cool. Um, I swam down about halfway. He was at 22, so I swam to 10 and I just watched it from above. Um, scene was pretty fishy, which was cool because we'd gone through a couple of areas where it was a little bit drier. Um, that was great, good size spango until we'd put it on the float line and realized a little bit later that it had been snatched off by a shark. Um, one of the boys thought it was a bird. We seen a bird buzzing around the float line, so we thought, oh, maybe it's just had a crack at it. But um, yeah, a shark bit through the <laughs> float line, and we had to chase after the float after we picked up everybody else. That was great. Lost the spango, kept the float. Yep, kept the float. Tied the line back up and kept using it. Cool. Um, who were you? Who was in your group? And um, 
Um, who was sort of fun to dive with? And uh, did you notice any cool stuff? Were you around for the Kingy action? I wasn't around for the Kingy action. I kicked myself. Um, I, I thought about jumping groups on that um, drop and I didn't. But no, nah, I I kind of floated around everybody a bit. Um, I was sticking with Trevor just because I've dove with him before and it's always fun just watching him cruising around. Um, but yeah, I kind of floated around everyone trying to get shots of everybody. I'm, I don't think I got shots of everyone, but Cindy was out there doing her thing as well. Um, there was a little bit of surface chop, a um, little bit of wind, but it wasn't too bad. Um, and the visibility, oh, go between 10 to 15, a little bit more in some spots. Um, yeah, it was cool. Sick, bro. Sick. Well, awesome to have you on another trip, and I'm hoping to get you back on another one. Sweet, bro. Keen as. Surrounded by two legends here today. They got out on the boat dive. It's uh, Tom the tooth to- Toothy. Oh, what do I got here? Tom the... the... <laughs> I was trying to go with alliteration, like I was going to... Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got Tom Sandstrom here. Um, he was out with David... These two have had a bit of a, a good moment today. I'll, I'll, I'll get Tom to walk you through and paint the, the context and then David can walk us through what happened after Tom gives us the context. Um, we were drifting one of the spots out here and there was a fair bit of tide moving. It, it, I don't know, it would have been a knot and a half to two knots, I reckon. It was fairly well hooking. We were in 22, 23 metres and you could sort of just make out the, uh, the reef below. And I'd had a drop. There was a big old Malabar cod on the bottom, a few blue groper kicking around. And as I came out, came up to the surface, a big old school of kingies came in. Um, and I took a breath and David was right by my side as I surfaced. And you want to take it from here? Um, yeah, I was finning over to Tom. And um, yeah, he was just pointing down, down. And I was like, well, I'm not really ready. I haven't had a brave up or anything, mate. <laughs> and then I looked down and I, yeah, I saw a few 12 or so kingies swim under and go off into the into the murk. And then, yeah, I just took a breath and went straight down and, um, yeah, turned into them and they were swimming away. Luckily, Tom was there grunting them back in towards me and, uh, yeah, I had a small one come through and then one that was a decent size to me. So I took the shot, just mid-body. It's like I'm not going to try and do anything fancy here. Yeah. Just land a fish and, yeah. So you got the mid-body shot and then what, Yeah, I saw what the shaft come through. And... Yeah, he, he, it, for, from my position, I thought he shot a bit high, but in the end when we got the fish in, it was it was a pretty good shot. Just missed the spine, mid-body, good holding shot, plenty of meat. He, um, he did everything right. There was some big fish, 20 kilo fish in the background. But as we spoke about over the last few days, sometimes you just got to take the fish that's in front of you. And, and this one presented a really good shot for him. So he nailed it. It was good. And and geez, it took off. It, 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 it hurt it for a second and it thought about it. And then it went like the clappers. And he, he, he went for a little toe and we managed to land it. Walk us through <laughs> the toe and you're running, walk us through your setup. Um, well, I was kind of cooking it a bit because um, it just took off and I wasn't holding the handle. So I nearly actually dropped the gun <laughs> once or twice and then I was like, oh, better not 
hold it mid-barrel. Is that um, the biggest fish you've shot? Oh, yeah, by, by a bit for sure. It was the biggest fish I've shot by mile. And, yeah, that was good. Took me for a tow. And, um, yeah, Tom was just giving me some good advice, just saying, you know, not to put too much pressure on it and, you know, let it run when it needs to run. And it pretty much took the the whole reel and then he clipped onto his belt reel, I think it was. And, yeah, just slowly sort of gaining some ground on it and, yeah. Then got, it, got it up to about 13 or 14 metres and it was starting to tire by then and we managed to dive down and get a second shot into it. And then there was celebrations all around. Nice. How did you go with line management? Because uh, a fish like that, when it spools you as well, you do learn how to do a few things. Walk us through how that worked out. Yeah, I think um, once it sort of tied down, um, yeah, I was kind of just doing that overhand and swimming forward with the line. And when I wanted to run, I kind of just held it lightly and let it run. And yeah, just kept up with the overhands and got it close enough for Tom to go down and the lights out on it. <laughs> the, um, the line management's a fair bit easier in that instance too. The, the fish ran upstream and the so as, as we moved forward chasing it, the line straightened out behind us so we didn't have any any slack line sitting behind us. Linton, who was diving with us, was sort of following in pretty tight um, and, he, yeah, he was sort of keeping it out of his fins and then he started reeling it. Once we got the fish tied, he started reeling it back onto the reel so that we, there was less line in the water. Teamwork makes the dream work. Well, well done, boys. I love hearing stories like this. This is fantastic and a great result for you, David. Biggest fish you've shot by by a good margin and uh, well, shark, biggest shark. Walk us through the sharks you saw. It was something that you wanted to tick off the list. Walk, walk us through your experience for the whole day in general. He can't walk you through the shark incident because <laughs> <laughs> he walked on water out of there and left us with it. <laughs> Yeah, I was, it was just good to go with competent people and there's two bull sharks as soon as we hopped in, but, you know, it was no one even really paid attention to them, to be honest. And it was, um, I think we just got the fish in the boat or just about when a, I don't know, how big was the bull shark? It was it was a good two and a half metres. It was solid. It was a, it was a good fish. And, um, yeah, sort of buzzing around the bottom. But, uh, yeah, no issues. All right. <laughs> Couple that came in pretty hot on me, but you're already in the boat. Yeah, I was in the boat. I was in the boat. I was, I was actually quite thirsty. Nice, awesome. Well, good to get exposure to them when um, when you're surrounded by experienced people. Like it makes you feel better about the whole deal, and you you get an idea for what to do. Um, Tom's been around them, so he would have been fine. So, well, last time I was down in Coffs, actually, I had my mate um, Cam with me. And similar story, actually. Tom put us on some magic spots, and my mate Cam hadn't really shot a good kingy. So Tom kind of went out of his way to put us on a spot so Cam could shoot a good kingy, and he did. And it got annihilated by sharks. And um, yeah, I think if I had shot the bigger one in the school, we probably would have lost it. <laughs> so, so there were a few sharks around, and but this one, because it swam upstream, did it stay up near the surface? Is that... Uh, there was definitely a stage where it was rub rubbing on the bottom and I was just putting a bit more tension on it to keep it up. 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely went pretty deep. I, <clears throat> I'm actually surprised we didn't have more trouble with the sharks, but I think Trev's big uh, spangled emperor was being eaten while while we were fighting that fish. They lost a fish off their rig line, and I think that distracted the bull shark for us, which was which worked well. Awesome, stoked you had a good day, David. And uh, Tom's a good man to be in the water with, so I'm. Uh, Stoked you had some fun. This is why we come on these trips to um, hopefully hit some PBs. And in terms of depth and the diving and the viz, how did you find all that? Um, yeah, it was pretty cruisy. I guess it was like, what, five to 20 meters. So whatever you wanted to dive. Plenty of fish around, heaps of bar cheat. Oh, what are they, blue, blue bar? Blue bar. You, shot a, you shot a nice blue bar. Yeah. Tell us your blue bar story. Um, yeah, I guess Tom, or, I don't know, put us onto a spot where there's a few blue bar and uh, yeah, my, I don't think my shaft was um, sharp enough to go through the fish. <laughs> Actually, no, Tom can say this. Yeah, no, the the shaft was um, was fine. It went through the fish. He he did everything right. He got to the bottom. There was a couple of fish feeding. He tucked right in behind a rock and they started moving towards him. He took a reasonably good shot, but it hit, I don't know, an inch below the dorsal fin. So it was high in the fish. And as it ran, it started spinning on the on the shooting line. And as that's tensioned, it's pulled the shooting line out the top of the fish and it's torn out. The only saving grace is that parrotfish are pretty resilient and it'll heal up with a good scar. Sometimes when you shoot parrot like that, it's, it's counterintuitive, but you can actually let your gun go. Don't put any tension on it at all. Just swim hard at the fish and let it let it spin because you're not putting any tension on the line. It doesn't matter how much it spins. It's probably not going to get off before you can get a hands on it. And then you like just sandwich it into the bottom and get a hand in the gills. Yeah, yeah. That's all good. Like, If your breath hold's not up to it, back your reel off and let it get into the reef. It'll settle in a hole. You can breathe up and come back for it. Hopefully a big enough, uh, like a small enough hole that the sharks don't follow it in. But they, they are pretty like canny. And like Tom said, they you you will see blue bar out on the reef where there is a spear wound and it's healed over, and there's like literally like a big patch of flesh missing, and it's just sort of regrowing over it, and you see a lot of scar tissue. They will genuine generally be smarter fish too after that for the experience. So you've helped that fish probably live a long and prosperous life. Any talk about the course while you're here and. Um, yeah, definitely highly recommend the course. Um, tell, tell people about your day. So you started the day. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I wasn't feeling too well today. Um, just a bit fatigued and stuff, but between Trevor's drugs and, um, <laughs> Shrek's reassurement, <laughs> I was able to. Yeah, get out on the boat and, yeah, pull through. David's a real storyteller. Um, he had a fair amount of fatigue this morning and he was worried that when he got out on the boat, he would let people down. And uh, being the guy he is with a strong sense of responsibility, he didn't want to do that. Um, he had taken a travel calm. I think it had made him a bit drowsy on top of the fatigue that he had already he was already experiencing. So I've given him a couple of basic barocas. And, uh, and he's headed out there and absolutely had a blast by the sounds of it. And, um, yeah, sometimes that's what you need. You just need a bit of encouragement and you, yeah. And it sounds like it works. So I'm stoked for you, Dave.
Guys, I'm surrounded here by absolute legends. Right to my left of me is Tim the Trevally Terrifier, aka Tim Hall. He's uh, one of my semi-regular dive buddies when he can't find anyone else, so I get invited out on his boat. Today he got out uh, and busted out some PBs. Tim, walk us through your afternoon, brother. Yeah, well, you know, after some coaching from uh, the great man Tim McDonald, I managed to... Um, do a couple of PBs with him actually. The first one was I extended my max depth from 19 and a half metres, it was previous, uh, to 25.4 today, and uh, which is <laughs> pretty cool. And then not only that, I also did uh, the longest bottom time I've ever done, which is 1 minute 15. So, yeah. And then just the, the third PB, because you've got to do things in threes, uh, I got my biggest Moses perch, which weighed in at 1.4 kilos. Nice so, perch. Yeah. Thank you. It was a great day, man. Those Moses perch are the second most underrated reef fish. Um, Trevor Ketchin made a correctional video because Daniel Mann thought that they were actually the most underrated, but Trevor assured him that platinum snapper were actually the most. But you got the second most underrated reef fish. Walk us through the dive. Well, just to be clear, I also got the first underrated fish. I, 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 I slayed three sladies today. Uh, so um, my brother will uh, give me heaps for that. But anyway, I don't care. I like them. Um, so the, the Moses, we were just doing a drift, um, dropped down onto a pressure point. that was actually, it was really fishy and... Uh, this particular fish just stood out at me. Um, yeah, lined it up, plugged it, good shot, no problems. Yeah, it's great fun. I was pretty stoked when I saw how big it was on the surface. So it was out in the open? No, no, it wasn't out in either open. It was, uh, there was like a, a wall, uh, a, you know, a rock wall sort of thing, uh, maybe one and a half, two metres off the sand, and there was just a congregation of fish there. Mainly Sladies and a few Moses Perch. Um, but, yeah, the Moses Perch grabbed my attention straight away because I really enjoy them. Was he the biggest one there? I think he was the only one there. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, well done. Awesome. Three PBs in a day. Um, do you reckon this is the best spearfishing course you could ever do in your whole life? <laughs> Absolutely, mate. This is the best spearfishing course I've ever done. It's also the only one I've ever done, but no, look, the the, the um, instructors you've had have just been amazing. Tim McDonald, obviously yourself, and Tom, um, and Trevor, yeah, legends, all of them. It's been fantastic. Thanks for having me along. Um, did someone get some shots of your Moses perch, perch with you in the water? Ah, oh, it's beyond. Ah, oh, cool. I'm going to try and link that up in the show notes. So um, we'll do noobspero.com forward slash SI for Stratty Intermediate. And uh, hopefully we can have a bunch of photos linked up from some of the frothing fish that we've got. Um, David shot a nice big kingy. You shot that really nice Moses. Um, some really cool fish, some really cool stories, and some really cool people. I think that's kind of the theme of the trip. So awesome, Tim. Thanks, brother. I'm here with uh, Miss Yanger. It's my best Floridian accent. I'm not from California, 
No, no, I'm just joking. I'm here with uh, Miss Ye- Miss underscore Yanger, is it, on Instagram? But it's Cindy Yang in real life. Cindy's a surface Spiro conservationist and a mad, mad keen photographer. Um, she got out today and did some photography. Cindy, give us your picture of kind of the course of events for the day, the weather conditions and the froth. That's a lot of questions. Uh, to start, today was a little bit windier than yesterday, um, but it was still hazy blue. Um, the vis is probably 10 to 15 meters and um, a little bit more current than yesterday. So we dove similar areas than yesterday and just did different drifts along those rocks. And um, Tim has been in the area spearfishing multiple times. So he, we kind of just followed his lead. And um, there was a lot of fish, a lot of activities. We were there from maybe 1 till 7 <laughs> p.m. <laughs> and it was great. Um, yeah, everyone learned a lot. I see the major improvement is um, the gun situation. How you hold your gun close your body, streamlining, relaxing your shoulder, soft kicks, and then neutral position between your chin, your head, and your the rest of your body. So everyone improved tremendously. Um, one guy went from, I think, 15 meters to 25 meters, and then he was very anxious before, and... Um, after that, he ditched his shark shield, and he was so comfortable. It was amazing to see. Cool. I think I chatted with Tim, and he ended up shooting like a really nice Moses perch. Did you get to see that? No, I didn't because it's my favorite fish, and I'm insulted and offer to see if I wanted it. Did, do you know the weight? No, it was 1.4 kilos. Pretty nice yeah. Moses. <gasps> that little. I have to have a chat with him. <laughs> when you're photographing, like, do you ever get that itch? Like, you just want to actually be sparing instead of photographing? How do you work with that, that sort of that tension and that state? I mean, what's your mindset when you're in the water these days? It's very interesting because I feel when I first started, I definitely have a lot of that urge and hunting instinct. But... Um, I because spear fishing is my background. I only just picked up a camera maybe a year and a half ago. This is like so much more exciting for me, and I still love going out with my friends, our spearos, because they go out so often, and I get a lot more exposure to be on the water and different um, variety of wildlife. So I love going out with my spearing friends, and oftentimes I find I would jump in the water with a spear gun. But as soon as I jump in the water, I will see something amazing and I immediately swim back the boat and swap for my camera. So now I'm kind of just honoring that transition in my life. Like I think a lot of Spiros will love photos anyways. And I like just to watch people have fun and be stoked and I capture some moments. And um, yeah, it's great. Cool. I'm looking forward to having you aboard for the women's spearfishing course in February. Um, walk me through your experience teaching courses and the vibe you're going to go for. Well, I, for me, I started teaching freediving in 2017. And it was a mean for me to, because ocean is such an important and um, huge part of my life. And 
and my background, I feel that my purpose is to help connect people with the ocean and help them build a relationship. So in turn, they feel the urge to protect the ocean themselves because you don't really know how or um, want to protect something that you don't have a relationship with. So that is my um, reasons for teaching freediving. And same thing as spearing, I think um, everyone has their journey with food and how they eat and gather and think about their food, where it comes from, and how we can make less impact that's meaningful in the world. Um, so I think spearing in my classes, I really just want people to have a very comfortable and gentle approach to themselves and to our environment. And the rest is really just encourage them to learn as much as possible and make decisions based on their values. Um, so my courses are quite like gentle, slow, um, people not just for improving your freediving skills and spearfishing skills, but how you translate those skills into your daily life and wellness. There's a temptation, like I'm running a woman's course, not because I want a virtue signal and like pretend like I'm some sort of like trendy guy. I, I legitimately think that women are the best people to serve women in this, in this lifestyle. Um, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to virtue signal or pretend like I'm some sort of woke bloke because I'm not. But, you know, talk to me about, if you can, the unique journey as a woman takes in this lifestyle and navigating some of the hurdles. Uh, it's very interesting and I might not be the best person for this question because I was raised um, quite sheltered and my career was a firefighter and there was a male-dominated career. So for me, I've learned to adapt in this kind of environment where um, all my teachers and coaches and uh, those that were my best teachers were men. So I don't think the sex has a lot to do with how a person learns. It's create an environment that's open for um, learning. I think that's the most important. However, I know a lot of women, they're a little bit more sensitive in some ways or a little bit more fearful because they don't have that same background or a long time of practice. So for them, it's really empowering watching other women doing the same things and because then they can equate and say, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. And that for me, I can relate because surfing, um, one of my girlfriends, she was a way better surfer than me before. And um, when I was scared, she invited me, I go out with her and then we jump off these rocks and I see her do it. I'm like, okay, I can do it. And then she's very encouraging. So, you know, I think in life, you just have to be supportive. And um, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if we can all just use that as our basis um, and create an environment, I think anybody can, you know, be great teachers and great students. On my best days, I think I'm supportive and encouraging and aware of other people's states, but a lot of the time I'm not. I'm just kind of oblivious and sort of doing my own thing. And I think sometimes it's a bit of a responsibility of a good teacher to kind of have that level of awareness. I'm trying to do it better. Um, now, nah, awesome, Cindy. I'm stoked you come on this course. It's great you've had a look at the venue, Australia in general. And I think you probably, how are you feeling about running a course with a couple of other legends, you know? Yeah, I really already know Bree and Corny, so I think it's very exciting. And plus, I know you're going to pay us so well. 
<laughs> I am really excited. <laughs> We're pretty much going to be rich. <laughs> yeah, you'll be retiring. You'll be like buying a 2024 Volkswagen um, van for you to sleep in. Now, awesome. Thanks for coming. Uh, again, what, what was your Instagram handle for people to come follow you? Um, Miss Yanger. Although my last name is Yang, the Yanger part was a nickname that uh, people gave me during the fire service. It just has more like a ring to it. So Miss Yanger. But I'm married now, so... But that kind of just stuck. So it's not Mrs. So what's your surname now? Still Yang. I work really hard for this identity. I'm keeping it. (laughs) Oh, I love the new age couples. That must be a difficult conversation with your husband. But awesome, awesome, cool. What do you know? I'm here with another legend. It's uh, Casey, another another Tweedy, another Welshman. Uh, Mate, how was your day? Paint a picture for us and... um, yeah, I'd love to hear what your experience was like in general for your day out on the boat off uh, off North Stradbroke. Um, the day out on the boat was pretty wicked straight away. Got to go in with um, got to go in with Tim pretty much straight away, and he put us onto some fish in an instant. Um, usually pretty comfortable in about fifteen meters, but he he, he pushed me, and I was diving over twenty pretty much straight away, <clears throat> which was really cool. Um, got onto a few tuskies, and. Yeah, just got to experience seeing some really, really um, experienced and well-tuned divers in action. It was pretty awesome to be a part of and just, you know, pick brains from. Um, yeah. How did your system work that you were diving with, Tim? Who was your dive buddy and what did that look like in terms of the feedback you guys were receiving and the instructions you were given? Um. Tim's pretty straightforward in terms of instructions. We had oh, my other buddy was Tim, who was also one of the, I guess you'd say students. Um, yeah, it was pretty simple. Just you know, be intentional about your dive. You know, pick this rock, or you know, if you want to shoot a spango, go off to the side and and sit in this particular spot. And I, I guess the main thing in general was being in, quite intentional about what you wanted to do, um, and just be relaxed. You know, that's just the biggest thing, I think. Cool. So you experienced the fruits of this intentional diving and intentional relaxation. Walk me through your dive and or fish of the day. Um, it's pretty cool diving to 25 meters at one point. That was, I didn't, I didn't expect to do that. You know, I'm not looking to push it. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. But to shoot another three tuskies and a, and a half decent spango today was pretty cool um and for me like it was cool to see my mate dave shoot a big kingy that was sick he'd never shot one before so you know the stoke from that is is pretty awesome that had everyone buzzing so yeah i think more than the fish i shot it's just cool seeing everyone have fun you know so you're, you're saying you're do- diving sort of five to ten metres below your normal operating depth. Um, did it feel strained? Did you feel like you were pushed? How, how, what was your sort of emotional mental state as you're doing some of these dives? Um, I had full confidence in the people around me. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, you know, Tim has been doing it for a long time and – I think when you have someone like that around you, you are more comfortable with with pushing those boundaries. Um, 
and I, in a way, I sort of know I have it in me, but it's just finding the time and place to to push those boundaries safely. Um, but now that I've done it, I'm definitely, you know, slowly but surely hoping to push those those twenties. Um, yeah. But just yeah, it's it's a hard one too because sometimes like you come out with guys like this, and you're able to start diving like that, but then you return to maybe your normal dive crew. And they're just not quite there yet. And so you kind of have to pull yourself back a wee bit. Are you are you kind of cognizant of that? And then what are you sort of what are your thoughts around it? Yeah, absolutely conscious of that. And I think, you know, I'm happy to push it a little bit with with who I normally dive with. But um I think it's, you know, also a good opportunity for me to network with some other people and, you know, maybe start diving with more experienced people frequently as well. Cause like I love who I dive with in general. I've got some really good diving mates, but um, yeah, I think it's definitely important to to be with someone who's got some skin in the game, especially something that you know it can be dangerous. But you know, just being able to even like yourself, being able to pick brains from from people who've been doing it a long time is is massive for me. That's why we're here. So, so for you, like, just pretend like you're chatting with a mate for a minute, and you're describing the intermediate course that you've just come on. And um, how would you describe it to them and would you recommend it to them? I think it's for people who are really passionate about spearfishing. Um, I've only been spearfishing for just over a year, but I'm absolutely hooked on it. Like I do it as much as I can. Um, I've done all the research I possibly could in all different ways, but it's for someone who feels like they need to get all those little 1% of things right, you know, for people who can can get down and dive and, you know, hunt in probably 10 to 15 metres basically, but just want to improve on those little 1% of things to get to that next step, whatever that may be for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So overall, what, you reckon you've had a good experience, um, good value for money? What do you reckon? Oh, I'd pay more money for it, man. It's, it's been It's been awesome. Like, it's just been a really good vibe. You know, there's – all awesome people. Um, the way it's been run has been really good. It's been pretty smooth. Um, yeah, there's just no one's had an ego about anything. Everyone's been really approachable. All the instructors have been great. So, yeah, I'll definitely be recommending it. Are you in the market for a new spear gun? Killshot Spear Guns has got blue water wahoo tuna guns, open track spear guns, enclosed track spear guns, rear handle enclosed tracks. Check them out at killshotspearguns.com. Even better, I've got some good news for you. You can save $30 on any Killshot Spear Gun at killshotspearguns.com. Use the code NOOB. If you're in store, just say crikey, mate, or say Shrek from the Noob Spiro sent you, and you'll save $30. Ed Martin at killshotspearguns.com. Check them out. Sometimes with weather and commitments, it's a long time between drinks in your spearfishing journey. If you want a dry training program that can keep you in some kind of shape for spearfishing, check out Ted Hardy's 28-day freediving transformation at noobspero.com forward slash Ted. That's noobspero.com forward slash Ted. Now, the 28-day freediving transformation is just a practical dry training plan that Ted Hardy will walk you through and it will help you get results even if you can't get wet at the moment. Check it out at noobspero.com forward slash Ted. This podcast is brought to you by aqualite.com.au. This is the best solution bar none for staying hydrated in the ocean. If you're a Spiro, it's an absolute 
no-brainer. It's a game changer. If you're doing extended trips and the cramp starts to set in and uh, the old body's telling you, hey, that's enough, just get hydrated and it will save you a whole heap of woe. Get Aqualite at aqualite.com.au. It's scientific rehydration that Spiro's know and trust. I know because one works there and that's why we've set up this discount code for you. 10% off when you use the code NoobSpiro at aqualite.com.au. Check it out. Australian-made hydration products tailored for Spiro's and a whole bunch of other people that suffer from dehydration too. But check it out at aqualite.com.au. Use the code NoobSpiro to save 10%. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the Intermediate course. Some um, awesome characters on that. Uh, Same with every course, whether people coming on beginner courses or intermediate courses, we all step into the spearfishing life and it's 100% a journey of mastery. That was a super cool course and um, I'm already getting quite a few emails, inquiries about when I'm running the next intermediate. If you're interested in any of these courses, check check out spearfishingcourses.com.au. There is a spearfishing like interest page, like a course interest page up there. Also for future charters, adventures and experiences, I've been talking about doing a rite of passage one, a business sort of networking masterminds like spearing by day, chatting business by night, same with a mental health one. Uh, I want to do a father-son, father-daughter trip. Uh, if you are interested in any of these, go to spearfishingcourses.com.au and fill out the interest form. Um, the, your information is safe there. When I get the numbers to run a trip or a course, I will 100% get on my bike and start organizing. But these these trips, these courses are an absolute pleasure to put on and a great fun and a really like in-person events are where it's at. Like the podcast is great. It's been awesome to build connections, but doing these in-person things are kind of the next level. Um, this last part of the show, we're going to get into another beginner course. It is with um, four active bow hunters, including Danny from Cuyahoga Adventures, Rachel from Dog and Gun Coffee, and even Maddie from Becoming a Bow Hunter Podcast, as well as uh, another legend in there as well who bow hunts. Have a listen. I hope you enjoy this. And um, yeah, awesome. Let, let's get into the last, last, last course highlights. Here we go. Yeah, g'day, g'day, guys. Uh, Matty here from Becoming a Bow Hunter podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's great to have you guys it with us. Sound like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> nah, g'day, guys. It's Trek here from the Noob Spiro. I'm joined by Matty from uh, Becoming a Bow Hunter podcast. Welcome, Matty. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having us. It's been a fun weekend. I'd like to say actually thank you to yourself, Shrek, and um, Tom and Brandon. You guys have put on an absolute stunning weekend for us. It's been so good. Mate, it's been awesome because we've had awesome people. It's like the easiest job in the world when you've got good people around you. So, um, But Tom and Brandon definitely take my hat off to those two. Yeah, no, Tom was saying the exact same thing. Like a very different crowd in the sense of like everyone was – we're all very similar in age. We're similar in um, I think not necessarily opinions but what we're, what we're here to do. Yeah. We're very eager to learn and it's been – everyone's been very open to just learning and mm. not, not coming with egos or anything like that. We're um, – We've all been sponges for you guys, which has been really cool to see. Apart from Rachel. Massive <laughs> ego. Massive. As soon as she shot that trumpet fish, boom, the ego just flourished and could not shut her up. But uh, we're joined by, um, normally I'm used to like people that are interested in fishing, scuba divers, free divers, and definitely Spiros that want to kind of round out their knowledge, I guess. Um, but this time I've got four, arguably four and a half bow hunters. Um, so pretty cool pretty cool and pretty different definitely it's um it's interesting to see how much they overlap mm. as well 
there is a fair bit of overlap, like in the sense of like how much you have to actually pay attention to the animal, mm. which I didn't understand at all until this weekend. Mm. I honestly thought like, oh, you swim underneath the water, you find a rock and you hang out. But there's definitely a lot more to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Well, yeah, like you've come a long way in one weekend too, so well done. Oh, and that's that was literally my reason for doing the course and like why I wanted Josh to come along with my brother as well because it's like I spent two and a half years doing a podcast talking about bow hunting and I, I sure I knocked over a few animals but my big goal was to get a red deer down and that took two and a half years pretty wow. much. Yeah, so I was like, okay, go and do a course where you literally get to jump that curve and try get into the sport very quickly. And honestly, on day one, I felt very confident underwater all of a sudden. Mm. Whereas like, uh, I know you're not meant to, but I was doing breath holds in my pool at, yeah. at home. I'm like <laughs> struggling to get 30 seconds out. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to struggle so hard in this course. And then, yeah, we've been doing what, like 12 meter dives and sitting down there for a minute and a half. I think you great. did 15, 15 so 16 yeah. even. Yeah, it's been not great. Um, tell us about becoming a bow hunter podcast for like, the Noob Sparrow community, I think there's a real parallel there to the terrestrial world and obviously bow hunting, um, particularly using a compound bow, is a natural sort of crossover. And a lot of guys are interested in terrestrial hunting. Talk, Tell us about becoming a bow hunter podcast and kind of what you do. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of started about maybe four and a half, five years ago when I got into bow hunting. I didn't know any hunters. I didn't know um, any bow hunters in particular. I knew... I had land and that was a good thing. Like that's one of the hardest things about bow hunting is actually getting good access. And I had that from work go. So, um, I pretty much found out that you, to get a gun license, you had to go and do a few day course and mm. it was like a big process and you could just go to the shop and buy a bow. So I was like, well, that's an easy fix for me. So I went and did that. Um, and now I became very quickly addicted. And so hence why I started the podcast and started asking people, cause I already had another podcast going, which was, um, for my old health and nutrition business. And I kind of realized like I had a very valuable asset for the community. And there was a, there was a few other podcasts going, but not heaps of them. Um, and I always had so many more questions, like <clears throat> where their interview finished, I'd always be like, well, why didn't you ask about this? Yeah. Why didn't you talk about this? <laughs> I'm like, it, it has nothing for the, the beginner side. Mm. And so I was like, well, heck, I'll, I'll see how it gets um, accepted into the community. And I hit up some pretty big names straight away and they were all very, very receptive to it. And yeah. they came on and we did some interviews and, um, it actually had a, it had a pretty fast start to it. And like it, because it's such a niche, right? People really flock to it. And now on the other end of it, I realized what a <clears throat> platform I've built, which I didn't understand yeah, as I was cool. doing it. Right. As like, I think it started probably for more selfish reasons. And then it kind of, you start to see people, they're sending you messages of like, oh man, I got my first deer down. Thank yeah, you so much. Sick, or sick. like, oh, I've been bow hunting for six months and I've been shooting all these critters and I owe it to your podcast. Mm -hmm. like, wow, it's pretty cool to see how much it transforms. But I think one of the things I actually love about the most is the mental side that it has to it and how many men reach out to me and say, thank you, yeah. <clears throat> you've made such an impact on my life. I was depressed. I was, um, yeah, I was overworked and underpaid essentially. I felt like shit and yeah. now I've got some purpose in my life again. And it's like really transitioned. Richmond, north of Richmond. Stories. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. And it's yeah. um, it's pretty cool on that. And I think realistically, that's what archery and and spearfishing, as I learned this weekend, it gives gives you a chance to um, to not have to think about other things. Mm. And you have to you have to be very focused when you're in the water or when you're out hunting a deer or hunting bow hunting in general because um, when you're not focused like that, it can fall apart very quickly. Mm. That's when the mistakes all happen. 
Love it, man. Sounds like you, you build a resource for people that want to learn how to bow hunt. And when you start off doing it, you're you're asking the questions that a lot of other learners want to know. Mm. And that's exactly how the name Sparrow started. I reckon like sometimes podcasts are like a little bit of a hyper learning type thing. Definitely. It's like it's such a life hack for like, oh, sweet, I'm into this. I want to learn about it. Boom. Mm-hmm. Well, let's find a good podcast, find a good host that asks good questions and away we go. Well, I mean, you used to have to pay for a course or something like that, right? Like it was the only <laughs> way that you could do it. There yeah. was no in between versus like, this like really your podcast like an onboard into doing a course to mm. go and fast track yourself. Um, I've got hundreds of hours of podcasts literally li- sitting there, and people have gone and listened to it all because yeah. they, they, it, it helps them to fast track. It's the same sort of concept. It's it's awesome. So subscribe to the Becoming a Bowhunter Becoming podcast. A bow hunter. Leave a five star review. Exactly. Like. Don't even listen to it. Just give the five star. No. <laughs> <laughs> go get into it if you're into bow hunting at all. <laughs> nah, man, it's a pretty cool resource. I, I like it. You've got a lot of um, episodes under your belt too, like. I, I recently listened to a four and a half hour epic with a guy hunting in um, Bulgaria, Marathon. and it was just it was just cool. Like, oh, that's a cool story. It's just got so many ups and downs, and you emotionally get dragged in very quickly. And that was just the hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Uh, that's all. That's that's the height of my jokes right there. Classic so, dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you become a dad and your jokes just get worse for some reason, but you enjoy them more. I love it. You laugh harder. Yeah, yeah. What's that song you wrote again? <laughs> dad Nick Strength. Yeah. No, awesome. Um, for you, a highlight of the week, because I'm going to go around and we're going to ask we'll some of these everyone. other guys that yeah. are joining um, us. I mean, to be honest, the highlight of the week is that I've walked away with the skill that I know is going to help feed my family and my friends for a long time to come, which is awesome. Like that's literally what I came here for was to be able to fast track that and walk away confident with it. And I mean, already I've knocked over a fair few fish that I'm absolutely stoked with. Like mm. we've fed the tribe here and there's stuff that I'd happily take home and feed the family many times over. So it's cool doing a course. It's a bit like Danny with Kyogre Adventures doing the bow hunting thing. Like mm-hmm. if you can do like a one-stop shot, you learn how to – not only like get accurate with what you're doing, but then go out and learn how to hunt an animal, yep. field dress it, bring it back, cook a whole bunch of meals and stuff. That's exactly what we've tried to do on this course, compress Definitely. everything. And um, I think we do a pretty decent job for Mate, people it's, learning. It's great. Like I honestly don't think you've missed anything. It hasn't felt like those time pressures. Like it's been very relaxed and comfortable for all of us. At least that's how I've felt the whole way through. Sick. Um, and then I'll also say for yeah, when you hear from Danny in a sec, like they literally have the best bow hunters in Australia up in up in the cape looking after you guys when you go and do that course so it's a week-long course and she'll tell you more about it but it's honestly like one of the best things you can do in australia for bow hunting in the sense of if you want to get into it and learn quickly and jump that curve literally one of my friends rob um he went from i I went out hunting with him he missed a pig at six meters he went up and did their course and then he went back and shot this fallow buck like an absolute stonker of a fallow buck within Mm. six months from doing this course like it's just crazy how fast it actually gets you over the hill so i couldn't recommend that a lot a a lot of people just so eager to save money and it's like yeah you can save money sure you can (laughs) and you can take five years (laughs) to learn what we can teach you in a week you know and it's just like i don't know sometimes i i kind of want to fast track stuff and get to the mm-hmm. good stuff because i mean some there is something to be said for like earning your stripes but like you can earn those same stripes in a structured environment you yep. just learn a lot faster pay to play right and 100%. this is an interesting situation because i got into bow hunting and went the cheap way a fair a fair chunk of the way and it, i had to buy everything again yeah it's like buy once cry once it's such a such a valuable lesson i came into spearfishing and that was my mentality i'm like i'm gonna yep. buy once i'm i'm gonna spend whatever it takes i'll get into it and I'll be set for however many years I need to be good for, right? And hats off to you guys. Like you and Josh, you come with your brother 
and you guys went out and you actually invested the money and you bought really good gear straight up. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has that luxury. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm not saying like everyone should do it, but like if you have that ability, Definitely. I just think like I bought a cheap spear gun and I went back six months later and bought the spear gun I should have brought the yeah. first time. Yeah. And so, I, you know, the poor man pays twice is a hundred percent true. Exactly right. And it, it's actually, it's been really pleasant. Like we hopped in the water, like hopping into our wetsuits even this weekend has been just nice. It's not like yeah. a struggle because we yeah. went and bought good stuff from where it go. That um, Adreno um, Ascension suit that you've got. Oh, dude, it's incredible. They, they gave me one too and I absolutely love it. It's my favorite suit. I've got six suits at home. I can Jesus. choose any of them to wear and I wear that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know sometimes what, the people that you're going to do stuff with that have experience of using and um, something I want to do a bit more of. So, you know, but awesome, Maddie. Let's get into Brandon. Brandon we'll do, we're, we go. going, we're going to go around the group and just talk about maybe your biggest highlight from the from the weekend. Um, biggest highlight for me is really just seeing um, some fresh fresh faces and that um, that first time stoked that you really that you really just get back. But well, you don't. For a spear fisherman, you really only get once, but you live it again and again through all newbies. Like we've had a couple that um, I wouldn't shoot fish moments, but when they pull it up, it's just <laughs> just to kind of see that stoke, the eyes, the everything. You just go like, yeah, I want to be there and live that again and again. So like sometimes for me as a spearer, like that's what I get in for. It's not what fish I catch. It's not what what fish we even bring to the table. It's really just trying to get other people into it and just just making sure they have the best time, which I feel we've just absolutely killed it with this group. Brandon's come out. This is his second course, but this time I invited him out to assist. He's done an absolute um, bang-up job in terms of helping out all the way around the shop, and uh, it's been awesome, man, giving some real good pointers to these guys and helping them grow in confidence, which is like sometimes with – with people like it's there's a, a temptation it's like oh like you know look at me and you haven't been like that at all you've been all about sort of celebrating them and then helping these guys do stuff that they didn't realize that they could do before the course so awesome yeah no um i guess like because i'm quite new in the sport as well like i've only really been in for like four or five years so like it's the struggle is still real to me like the from the getting down to depth i know what that's like i know the the sore ears I know what that's like so like I can quite relate to these people on that sort of level as well and even load assist like everyone goes to that so yeah it, it's it's um it's a learning curve and it, it's been also a privilege to be involved in the teaching aspect of that as well yeah for sure yeah. who was the frothiest student oh uh hands down to Rachel um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably let Rachel explain that story. But like I said, um, it's it's not my fisher choice. But like we've seen, we've seen the process. We've seen the process from yeah, catch to cook to eat, and I think everybody can say they've had a bite of what Rachel's caught. And it's in all honesty, cook right, um, incredible. I wouldn't do it again, but absolutely very tasty. What was what's Rachel's expression with it? Too much admin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, too too much admin. Yeah, um, yeah. No, anyway, I, I feel that that for me, that moment will probably live on and um that's that's to me. It's a stoke, it's just getting people into the sport. Like we're such a small community and it's it's just so good to see like just new people getting in because um I think that's going to continue to grow our little little community as well and make it a much safer uh, journey for and yeah. All right. 
Introduce um, Danny. If Danny was heading out like UFC fight, what would her ring song be? Do you reckon? <laughs> what would her walkout I listen, song Danny's be? brought the music to the trip. Um, yeah. Really good, very good flavor. I don't really want to disappoint you, Danny, but it'd probably be. I, I would go ACDC yeah. back to back to black. Oh, it, like, I just feel they just, yeah, again, the ring and in very intimidating song, I'd run for the hills. <laughs> All right, Chuck yeah. Danny on. Danny, for you, um, introduce Hello. yourself. Tell us a little bit about Kyogre Adventures. Um, so um, me and my partner, Matt, run a um, bow hunting course in, um, yeah, guided, Hunts really at Cougar Ventures up in the Cape, um, six hours north Cairns. Um, we run a six-day hunt, and it will be from Saturday to Saturday. Um, full equipment, um, like beds, everything gets provided, food, that kind of stuff. Um, unlimited boars, um, yeah, scrub bull if you want to, and... It's fully, it's only bow hunting. It's no, no guns, dogs, whatever. It's just yeah. fully bow hunting. Bow hunting uh, purists. Yeah. Compound, um, traditional, whatever you want. Yes. And um, your broadheads, uh, your guys' broadheads are like um, getting some international recognition these days. Like yeah. you mentioned a, a hell of a lot on the Joe Rogan podcast, particularly recently with um, Adam Greentree's interview on there. Yeah. That must have been a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. The boys were pretty stoked. Like Instagram went off. Yeah. Like literally. Um, yeah, that was, that was really good. And it's like, them boys put so much effort in it. (laughs) What is going on? So we got curlews here. They are hanging around hard and Tom has just picked one up, put it in his lap. It did not resist. And then suddenly realized that it needed to say no, because Tom was taking liberties. Well, I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Danny. So awesome to hear about Kyogre Adventures. Um, I guess people can check that out on Instagram and all yes. the rest of it. Where, where can people find Kyogre Adventures? What's that? Sorry. Where can people find you, like uh, online or? Um. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Facebook as well, but Instagram. How, is, how do you spell yeah. Kyogre? Kyogre. Uh, K A Y U G A. Okay. Cool. You go. Oh, awesome. So for you, this course, you come with your buddy Rach. Rach has also got a business in the in the hunting world. Yes. Um, you guys, um, just give us a little bit of an overview of why what made you want to come on the course. Well, instantly Rachel booked it first. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going on a spearfishing course. And I'm like, fuck yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> and I mean, with track, I mean, like, you know, why not? And um, yeah, and I was like, I was super keen and I was like, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll book this as well. And yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. And, um, our journey started probably, oh, two years ago, maybe. Um, well, everyone has their own journey, but we basically started because we were, we're very interested in free diving and spearfishing when I eventually going into spearfishing. So yeah, we, it was like, why don't we do it together? You know? So, um, yeah, I just, Basically, it was last minute booking this. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Hello. And for you, like frothiest moment, highlight of the course so far? Oh, I got to say, Rachel hitting her 10. 10, 10, literally, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was really frothing for me. Well, you were out on the line with her too, eh? Yeah, yeah. And um, seeing her fins going now, and I was like, oh, where is she? Oh, she's still going. Oh, where is she? Oh, she's gone. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Oh, she's coming back. And I was like, yeah, she was so relaxed going up. 
head to the rope and stuff and going straight up and like, oh, like, yeah, yeah I get goosebumps. It's good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We did too. Yeah. We were like absolutely frothing because yeah. um, she was stoked. And when someone has that experience, it's really cool to be able to facilitate that. Yeah. It's really rewarding. Eh? Yeah. It's, um, and also cool. meeting, meeting all these legends here taught me so much. Everyone's got their own, their own little tweaks and handy tips and it's just very yeah it's very everyone's so casual just like you said no ego at all yeah and um i find that's very important yeah yeah there's no place for a day like it just gets in the way of having fun and yeah and doing what you're capable of and finding out what you're capable of yeah agree awesome all right chuck rachel let's have a chat with her dog and gun kate uh, dog and dog and gun coffee and she's brought a whole lot with her on the island um much to the disappointment of the local coffee shop here. Um, Sorry, Because we have been smashing it. You've got some fantastic blends up there. Like, it's not like, um, tell us about those, the the coffee the things that we're doing. How do you describe it? Like, yeah, so we have a product called the Preloaded Drip Filters. Um, basically, they're travel handy pouches that we fill with coffee. And they're just a pour over style coffee. So you're getting a cafe quality coffee while on the go and like basically we market to the outdoors so pretty much you can chuck it in your you you can chuck it in your pack you can chuck it in your spear bag like wherever you're going you've got really good quality coffee high caffeine um they're like ready to go all you need is some hot water you got a heap of different blends like i first heard about dog and gun on the becoming a bow hunter podcast and um, I think he's got a discount code set up there too. So yeah, Bo, use the code Bo Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, don't well, I heard fast. about like the blends that I, I would of... hate that. <laughs> but he he he, um, he he talked about a couple of the blends that he that you have, and like I've enjoyed sort of sampling them. Some of them, like the the Samba, they're named after these iconic Australian hunting species. You had the Red Deer and. Um, there was another one there that was like a sweet Yeah, runner. now we have Full Sand, the full sand um, yeah. and we're looking into a new blend, which is going to be very appealing to everybody on the, this, like the, listening to this podcast. The Noob Spiro blend. Yeah. And then we do collaboration <laughs> coffees with people. So we'll have different coffees come out during the year. Nah, it's wicked. Like it's so cool to meet people that run and own and operate businesses in our outdoors space. And like the faces and the stories behind this stuff is really cool. Yeah. I think both what you guys have built, all three of you guys so far, like just absolutely phenomenal. Love it. Yeah. I think what's super nice as well is like there's a lot of struggles in business and I feel like we've all been able to talk about them on this trip. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like quite a roller coaster. Mostly Instagram influencer problems. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm, I'm jesting. Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But seriously. Yeah. All right. Talk about your experience on the course. So you, you, tell us why you come and, <clears throat> yeah, and then let's so get into your frothiest moment. Like Danny was saying, um, we started probably about a year and a half to two years ago. Um, we, we've done quite a few courses now and I've done a few more um, with heaps of incredible other classes um, and instructors. And every time I've gotten better and better, but it's been a massive struggle for me. Um, I'm a very like anxious person. Um, I struggle a lot with like mindset and negative thoughts and, you know, just, I don't know, debilitating shit. And that's really affected me in terms of diving. Um, so I've only done free diving courses up until now. Um, and then I kind of just stopped doing the courses because I just could not pass my 10 meters and I just started doing fun diving. So just going out to look at fish and, snorkeling, basically advanced snorkeling. 
Um, <laughs> and I started getting more comfortable with depth. Um, and then now, like what I've wanted to do this whole time is spearfish. So Sick. Um, yeah, then I've come to this course and yeah. Well, we know what happens. No, we don't. We don't know what happened. <laughs> so to walk us through it. So you got out. We did like, um, how did you find like the, like the sort of the breathe up, the breath work, the breath work workshop, the stretching, all of that part of it. Did it sort of help? Yeah. Did it ease oh, you into it? <clears throat> it's essential. Um, every, like pretty much all the courses I've done focus a lot on the breath work, which is amazing. Um, what I liked with you guys is you kind of combined uh, stretching with the breath work, which I found really interesting because I've not done that before. And I felt like it f was really good to hold your breath while actually trying to manipulate your body because yep. that's sort of more what you're going to be doing we'll in the water. We'll get in trouble for that, but yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay, no, I'm the, really sorry, you, guys. No, nah, no, nah, nah, we won't. Like Tom taught we it We weren't really, doing anything extreme. Yeah, no, nah, so. Tom teaches it really well too. That's and, right. And it was all Tom. And yeah, um, it absolutely was awesome. Um, just air <laughs> hyperventilation with Tom was a great class, uh, 101. <laughs> nah, nah I, I agree. Like holding your breath and sort of opening up your chest cavity yeah. in a very controlled well, and careful way. Well, it made way. such a difference when I was doing my breathe up in the water because I was really isolating the spots in my body and then kind of like feeling into it a bit more. And yep. I could feel where I could get more air in. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, which I definitely feel like helped me um, get more bottom time, just have a more chilled dive. Can I just preface something there? Don't do that unless you're with someone that knows what they're doing. It can be extremely dangerous. We did it safely. <laughs> <laughs> just go to tomsandstrom.com and uh, he'll have a series of online lessons there. No, he doesn't. Um, Tom's a very understated guy. Tommy Dolls on, on uh, Instagram there, but Tom is really good at, I, help, I think helping people to sort of reconnect with stuff and we're not um, new agey, airy-fairy. We try and ground everything in just what we do and what yeah. we like. Yeah. And I think a lot of people connect with it because yeah. it's just pretty practical. Yeah. I feel like we spent most of the breath work just laughing about the mosquitoes <laughs> <laughs> and just like people slapping each other. So yeah. it was a very blokey version of the breath work I've yeah. done before. Yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Yeah, I try, I reckon laughter is like a wicked part of learning. Yeah. If you can make people laugh, it, it straight away makes you feel relaxed. Absolutely. Like if you're holding tension, the best cure. Like that's why we go to stand up comics and stuff. Like we, laughter is like wicked for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and that's the cool thing about no ego. Everyone can laugh at themselves, and it just makes you feel free. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Felt very supportive, and I think for a girl as, as we are. Coming into a group where you know it's going to be predominantly men can be like pretty, it's a bit nerve wracking, um, yep. but it's been like, not, it's actually been better than any course I've done so far Sick. in awesome. terms of support and just feeling like everybody's on the same level. Yep. Yeah. But you set your mind on stuff and you were the <laughs> one that achieved it. 100% credit to you. So frothiest moment on the course, was it the line diving? Um, was it the breakthrough? Yeah. I, I'd say there's two. Um mm -hmm. Definitely the line diving because getting to that 10 meters has just been such a mess up for me. Um, so getting to that, I just felt like I could have cried except I was surrounded by men. So, you know. <laughs> you contained it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was amazing. And then second highlight I think is just meeting all of you guys. Yeah. Like legitimately has been such a good group of people. Cool. 
one of my highlights of the trip was like watching you and we were like out like more or less dusk. The lights failing were in three metres vis and because uh, the tide was outgoing, it was not the best part of the day for like visibility and seeing fish and enjoying yourself. It was getting dark and you still dive down to like eight metres, looking under trees and just, just having a good time. Yeah, and like that for me is something that I honestly was getting to a point where I didn't think I was ever going to achieve that mm. because I just, I feel so uncomfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable in the water anymore, but I've felt so uncomfortable in the water. Sick. And to dive in like dirty water, that's wavy, like choppy. And I normally get very, very seasick as mm. well. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just unreal. Like I actually feel very proud of myself. You did well. Awesome. Thank Rach. you. Thank you. Thanks oh, everybody. Cool. Let's hear from Josh. The uh, hello, the <laughs> Maddie's brother, um, an absolute legend in his own right, and a, a great, uh, gentle sense of humor at times, a quiet achiever, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, Josh, for you, mate, um, motivation to come on the course, frothiest moment. Uh, motivation to come on the course was, um, oh, I've been living on the Gold Coast for a few years and uh, I've been snorkeling around there going, Look at all these bloody fish, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, talking to Maddie and um. And uh, we're both, you know, saying, I'm thinking about trying some spearfishing. And um, and he found found the course and we were like, yeah, let's jump on. Sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. Uh, now you're getting that tattoo. No yeah. rag grits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, certainly had some challenges um, this weekend. But yep. uh, I'd say frothiest moment was. Was uh, seeing how excited Maddie was coming out of the water with it, yeah, coming back with his uh, with his haul of fish yesterday. Yeah, was was pretty great. Yeah, sick. And you have had some battles this weekend, and and as have a few others as well. And equalising can just be one of those things. Did you want to talk about that briefly? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's yeah. not. It doesn't necessarily feel great to yeah, dwell no, on stuff. Was, uh, yeah, had some challenges this weekend. Um, what was having trouble equalizing. Um, uh, feel like I've got a blockage in my left ear and um was super frustrated yesterday. So yeah, so so annoyed and skipped the um afternoon spearfishing, um which uh you know, to let my ear heal because it was quite inflamed after trying to force it to bloody do what <laughs> equalize you all day. Yeah. Um we went out again this morning, was still having trouble, still frustrated. Um but then I uh, came back and, and uh, yeah, Tom took me through some uh, exercises using a balloon and, you know, trying different techniques to um, get to equalize. I had a bit of bit of luck, but um, uh, ultimately I do feel like I've got, uh, what would you call it? Tight tube syndrome. Tight tubes. <laughs> Tight tubes. <laughs> yeah. It can, be, it can be fairly common, like you station tube issues and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So yep. Um, but I had some success, made progress anyway. I was getting down to um, sort of five meters today, got a, Got a couple of um, magpie fish. Yeah. <laughs> Great yeah. eating those. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend. Um, Were they as good as the blue fish you shot earlier? <laughs> oh, the foamies. Oh, the foamies. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty. I was pretty stoked. I was um, yeah. frothing on the foamies. You were smashing them. Yeah. Got got down and got um, four out of four. So, I, you know, I needed that win. <laughs> describe that describe the setup and what do you think? Is it valuable? Is it a good good part of the course? Yeah, definitely valuable. Um, definitely. Um, no, well, you know, considering I didn't go out for the um, spear fishing yesterday afternoon. You know, didn't really know what I was 
install for. So um, got to go, um, you know, jump in the water, load the load the gun, um, dive dive down. Uh, we had there's a a kettlebell. I don't know how how deep was it. It's only like it's about three meters three meters down, and um, a meter and a half two meters from the kettlebell were uh, a bunch of um, foam fish on on some weights. Yeah. As a target practice, and um, so you could choose to grab onto the kettlebell for um, for a bit of anchorage and yep. and fire away. And uh, yeah, I, I did. I grabbed onto the kettlebell once, I think, but um, yeah, got got four fish from four. Got got the little fella. Yeah. Um, but that time, I totally missed the kettlebell, and I was a bit closer. <laughs> One of the parts of that activity is it's a controlled activity, which most people will never get when they learn to spearfish. But the targets are um, cut specifically to measurements. So the, the bigger targets are 30 centimeters, right. which is a great minimum size for a lot of species. Excellent. That so explains. it gives you that reference. Excellent. And then the smaller one was 25 centimeters and it was like a, a whiting or a, yeah. um, what else, a pike. So that's, and you, you smashed all four, so that was cool. Excellent. That explains why we got all legal size fish this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you guys were legends. Very selective. <laughs> <clears throat> Trumpet fish. <laughs> and a fish. <laughs> nah, it's cool. Awesome, Josh. We might come all the way over the so- other side to Justin. And um, Justin's going to walk us through. Um, mate, tell us a little bit about yourself, why you wanted to come on it. Uh, I actually saw this course on another YouTuber's channel who came and did it, uh, Rocket Kit. Yep. Um, seeing that. I'd bought my gear 12 months ago. It had yep. just sat at home, never been used. There's always just that bit of fear of jumping in the ocean. Saw your course and decided to come along. So Pull the, pull the trigger, literally. Yeah, literally. Yep. Yeah, nice. And for you, frothiest moment? Um, apart from the spearfish and the food's been amazing. Like yep. heaps of different recipes, smoked fish, oh, Fish every different way, really. Uh, ceviche, which was amazing as well. So you underplay your your part in it too. Like oh, one of the things I like is when people get involved in the dishes and kind of learn some new things. So last night you were making something. Oh, uh, the ceviche. Yeah. Yep. How'd it go? Yeah, it was pretty good. If yeah. I don't say so myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. You did a good job, man. Yeah, and it's also good that everyone on the group pitches in. There's yeah. not been one lazy person. Everyone's done their bit. So yeah. not like it worked. Yeah, Tom's been sleeping away, but oh, except for Tom, yeah, that's yeah. different. But this is ground control, Major <laughs> Tom. Yeah, nah, awesome, bro. Well, it's been good to have you, man. And tonight we did the smoke fish, and you did another cracker job on that. Uh, were you proud of your efforts there? Did you? Were you surprised at how easy it is to do a sort of a? Yeah, smoking fish is a lot easier, and same as the ceviche. They're yep. both really easy dishes. They can be whipped up quite quick, so it's good. Mm. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Oh, good. We're going to Neil now. Neil, welcome, mate. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself properly and why you jumped on the course. Um, Reed. Um, Reed Neil. Reed Neil. Neil what Reed. was I on the first day? Slippy. Slippy. <laughs> 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 I've had a few names. So, um, I came on the course just to sort of uh, become more confident with this. I had a few goes at it. Um, definitely at got down to depth but not feel confident at that depth and then just want to race to the top again and just get some air back in my lungs um 
but yeah, that, that's why I came on this course just to get a bit more confidence in it, and I, I feel like I've achieved that. So I feel like you've achieved it yeah, too, man. Yeah, it's been a good weekend. You're one of those guys that was just like, um, you're very teachable for a start, and, and Tom can probably attest to this. But you listened to exactly what we said, and I, I think I watched you drop down like 12 meters, and I was like, "There's the end of the line. You can stop there." And you were just like, "Kept going. You were good as gold." Yeah, it was pretty wicked. Pretty yeah. Wicked. I did doubt myself at the start. I, yeah. I I think I said that. I didn't think I'd be able to hold my breath anywhere near a, a minute. And um, what would you do on the static? What did I get to? 2.30? Yeah. Two yeah. and a half minutes. It was good. And you were worried about a minute? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's pretty good. And yeah. depth-wise, did you – like, I think you, you guys were diving sort of 10 to 15 before. Yeah. Yeah. Today um, felt pretty comfy yeah. on the wreck. Um we got down there, managed to be able to just sit on the wreck and have a look around. Um, I don't think I would have been able to do that at the start at all. I think we were reaching 13 meters, but I was literally straight down, straight back up again. Yep. And then that's probably why we weren't hitting anything on that day. <laughs> we were just darting up and down all, all day long. So Cool. So frothiest moment for you? I can't even put a single single point on this weekend it's been yeah, you awesome have to, like, that's the point i have to okay um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go tom's gonna do reed's frothiest moment yeah I, yeah I got a tusky um which was wicked wicked yep. it was a bit of a luck shot but um i still got it <laughs> walk us through it what happened um went down sort of was hugging along the bottom came to sort of two rocks sitting side by side. There was kind of a V cut out of the middle of it. Um, and I sort of just brought my head up over the top of that V and just looked through the V and two tusk fish just swam right in between and I just aimed and shot. Um, but I was using a pranger. Yeah. And it just clipped the top of it, managed to grab it, swam to the to the fish, swam to the top with my hands in its gills. And, nice. Uh, Tom screamed at me, do not let go of that fish because yeah. it wasn't a very good shot. Um, yeah, managed to land it. So it was good. That's still pretty cool, man. To shoot a fish poorly and to go after it and grab it on the bottom, Yeah, that speaks to a bit of confidence and a bit of determination as well. Yeah. I, I felt like I was at the end of my breath hold then too. Yep. Definitely wasn't because once I actually hit it, I don't know, I just totally forgot about, oh, I need to go back I need up. to breathe. Yeah, yes. and I was I felt comfy as mm. just going after the fish. So Nice. Yeah, it's kind of just taking your mind off that element. You can um, get a lot longer out of it. And after Tom gave you a hard word on the surface, did you celebrate with him? Like, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. real stern sometimes, uh, eh? He's, like, he's been relax, awesome. Tom. He's been awesome. It's pretty cool going out with Tom, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, he's you, a legend to have out there with you. Bang on the mark with Tom. It's yeah. good. Sick. Awesome. Let's go to Sam. Hey, buddy. How's your breath hold going? Really? You struggling? I do too sometimes. And that's why I've got something perfect for you today. I think you'll agree with me when I say that maintaining or even increasing your breath hold is a struggle, especially when you're not slaying fish every week. But what if I told you there was a way to train yourself easily and do it safely? Freediving for spearfishers at howtofreedive.com will help you to extend your breath hold, understand your body better, and put you in a better position when you actually get to go out spearfishing. This program, Freediving for Spearfishers, is not for noobs. Uh, it's for people who have some diving under their belts and understand basic spearfishing safety. 
but it's perfect for Spiros who want a guided, easy to follow and complete program with videos, a clear process and a set goal. The goal is a five minute static. And check it out, freediving for spearfishers at howtofreedive.com. You can get started for free, do the taster, and if you do decide to purchase, use the code NOOBSPIRO, N-O-O-B-S-P-E-A-R-O to save some money if you do decide to purchase. Check it out at howtofreedive.com. Imagine on your last spearfishing trip, your best mate never comes up from his last dive and dies from a blackout. Picture having to tell their family, spouse, and kids that their loved one died on your watch and knowing their death could have been prevented simply by being near them when they surfaced. Unfortunately, I've had many people reach out to me over the years and share exactly what that was like. I can't imagine anything worse than this. If you want to make sure this doesn't happen to you, simply commit to diving safer. My name is Ted Hardy, and I'm the founder of Immersion Freediving, and I want to do more to stop the needless fatalities from blackout than any other person on the planet. And that's why I created freedivingsafety.com. If you want to learn how to reduce your risk of having a blackout, how to save your buddy's life, sign up for my free course at freedivingsafety.com. It is not a substitute for an in-person course, but it's free, comes from a trusted and reliable source, and you can start learning immediately. One month after launching this course, a spear called me and said he saved his buddy's life just from going through the course. His buddy blacked out underwater. He was able to recognize the signs immediately and was able to save his life. Jeremy Gamble, founder of Spiri Magazine, said since he started hunting in cooperative teams, they put way more fish in the cooler than they ever did competing against each other. Dive safe out there. It's not even that hard, especially when you can learn for free at freedivingsafety.com. Oh. I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, g'day, Sam. How are you, mate? I thought you were going to ask me a question. You just stared at me. Nah, nah. <laughs> no question. I wanted to make it awkward. So, now you and Reed come out, and um, obviously, like, Reed's a way better diver, but. Um... <laughs> no, nah, I'm just being cheeky with you, Sam. Like, you're, it's been great having I had both one of you guys. behind my back. Nah, Reed was talking real highly of you, um, like securing a dolphin fish, I think, on one of your first times out and managing to actually, like another guy shot it and then you managed to secure it and put it on the boat, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't have a knife or anything prepared for it. So yeah. I don't know what his plan was. He didn't have a plan. He just no, shot he it just, and he was like, Sam will get that. Yeah, I don't think we had a float or anything. Just, <laughs> just, he just went for it. Hectic. <laughs> I didn't have a gun. Yeah. We all jumped in in the the boat just took off and we were just floating around. No. So day one, you were coming off the back end of a cold and had some sinus issues. Uh, and- yeah. And Reed and I snuck over early, did some spearing before the course started. Yep. That was sweet, but I may have pushed myself over the edge. Yeah. So on actual training day, it was a bit rough. Yeah. Um, struggled. Yeah, you got down and you did 10 meters with your free immersion, which was cool. In the end, and yeah. then you just, you're, you got like a bubble in your sinus yeah. under your right eye or left eye, I think. Would not go away. Left eye. Yeah. And it was just hard because I've never had issues before. Yeah. And I've done a lot of diving. Yeah. Well, not read, lot, but read it otherwise, but yeah. 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 Nah, all good. You can <laughs> lie. It's all right. Um, <laughs> I had to ambush you on this one, Sam. Nah, so, but you showed a bit of determination. You come out again today. And punch through the dives, no worries at all. I yeah, I drug myself up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, what we, we get our guys to do, like, like, hey, you didn't miss, you missed out on day one, so here's half a half a bottle of vodka, and now nah, you had some Sudafed and some some Sudafed, some anti-inflammatories, 
salt water. Some, yeah. Snorted a lot of salt water up my nose. Yeah. Which I don't know if you're just fucking with me because it didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> it works 100%. Uh, yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it works for our music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit like shaving the top half of your mo, but we won't talk about that. Yep. So anyway, so we got you out on the next day and you'd settled down a little bit. We had Reed sort of massaging you, doing a lot of talk, just talking you into it. And you punched out the dive with, with ease. Yeah. Yeah, I managed to figure out how to make my nose work. Yeah. Great, great effort. And I've, yeah, I figured it out and got down there. And how's the rest of your day been? Have your sinuses stayed settled for the rest of the day? or? Uh, no, it was a bit of a struggle, but um, I was really glad I could actually go down. Mm. It just took away a little bit from my energy, having to mm. constantly work the sinus. But, I mean, it's better than just floating around on top. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. It's frustrating, eh? It is I mean. frustrating today, but I was just over the moon today that it, I was able to, like, get down. Mm. So. And in terms of like skill acquisition and you for this weekend, like what have you felt like you've improved on? Uh, just technique all around, really, because I came in with some experience, I guess, but like just self-taught shit experience. Yep. So it was good to just learn how to do it properly, really. Cool. Frothiest uh, moment? Probably the wreck. Yeah. And like seeing uh, the variety of fish that's actually on this wall. Yeah. I didn't shoot any of them. Yeah, but not for like a trying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> Did you have, you had some misses there, didn't you? On some good fish. Uh, yeah, a couple misses. <laughs> what was your What was your most memorable one? The most memorable miss. Yeah, like just before I got out, I missed a very good sized jack, and it was way too close to miss. Mm. Was it... Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I, I I saw Brendan come up with a, a blubble blubble lip broom. Yeah, I was like thinking on the way down, why the fuck did she bubble it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went down and there was another school, about six. Bubble it, so, brim. Yeah, so I just sat and watched them. So I thought maybe there's a jack there and then one popped up and I missed it. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's all good. I'm just glad to know they're here because before me and Reed hadn't even seen them. Yeah. we just The day actually that we went spearing, we saw a flathead and got out of the water and be like, it's fucking, there's nothing around. Yep. And then we saw you guys and you had just about everything. <laughs> so it was all us. <laughs> yeah. I had Tom massaging me before my drops and it's got lucky. It know. works, doesn't it? He was all stern with me, but then he was encouraging once I'd finished. So, yeah. <laughs> he just he just brings that element to the dives, you know. You I think anyone should shoot this down. Yeah. <laughs> What was that, sorry? You really have to wash your wetsuit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets me excited. It's awkward. It's awkward for the students, but I'm glad you guys have all adjusted, so. Yeah. Now, awesome. Let's go to Tom. Um, Tom, Tom. That's a really good segue to my frothiest moment. <laughs> when we were doing target practice. <laughs> I ventured a little bit too close to the swamp and got a grope. Oh, yeah. Was that your frothiest moment? <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> Tom was a bit surprised I grabbed his bum, but. Uh. I think that's part of it. Got a grab. Yeah, Got no, a dog. A, I had a few frothy moments. Um, yeah, the, the tusky that Reed um, missed a slippy shot was really good. Um, yeah, and like and the way he went about the whole thing, securing the fish underwater. Like a, a lot of crew would shoot it and shoot to the surface like a cork, and possibly lose it, and and it'd tear out. He he did everything right. 
grabbed in the gills and got to the surface with this fish in his hands. I'm like, fuck, how'd you manage that? That, that, was, that was really good. And it wasn't a bad sized fish either. Mm. Um, good day in anyone's book. Mm. Um, 30.5 centimetres, just that, that 0.5 over legal. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it was way bigger than that. It was a good, yeah. it was a good fish. No, it was good. It's good. Um, and yeah, obviously, Rach doing her dives was, was pretty cool. Um, it's always good to see someone who's been working towards something to overcome those little boundaries. And um, the way she was diving in, I mean, we actually had some pretty good viz at times. Like high tide spent, you know, we had moments where we had eight to 10 meters. Mm. Um, but she was still frothing to get in on low tide when it's typically pretty dirty. And there was moments where we, we had two or three meters and she was still punching out good dives. So yep. it's always always really cool to see and when she goes and jumps in some clear water, she'll be smashing it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say to you, like, if you can see guys doing 10 meters in this when we don't have the absolute best conditions, yeah. what do you reckon they can do when they when get they out can some clean water? Properly and, relax. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then diving with Sam today was pretty good too. Just he had his battles yesterday with the sinuses and, and overcoming that and he was punching out some good dives. That we'd, he, he was doing, yeah, minute minute 15 dives, really, really good, Just long, comfortable 15 dives. 15 seconds less than Reed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit awkward but. Like, That's why I mentioned Reed first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just uh, like two meters shallower and 15 seconds yeah. less. Like, yeah. <laughs> Talk he, about no ego though. The guy just carries on celebrating. Like, yeah, if, he celebrates know. the misses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, it's nah, good to have it was, it was good. Um, <laughs> and Matt, Matty's froth was pretty good too. He's, he's just happy to be in the water. He's Yeah. And he's one of those guys, like a bit of a prick kind of he picks things up so easily yeah like, yeah 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 oh, yeah 100 <laughs> you don't have to work yeah hard, like you're watching like, him and you're like is this a, is this the first time you've done this yeah he's you're like, like you're as good as i was after five years yeah he's just like yeah, yeah. a bit of a natural so you're just like yeah it's cool to say though like yeah i'm stoked i'm stoked for people like that that's really cool yeah um yeah no it's been a great weekend yeah it's been probably the easiest for me out of the out of the times I've been up here. Yeah. Um, very capable bunch, really. Yeah. Really cool crew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very capable guys. Had, had, cool uh, crew. E easier, super relaxed. Easy as in we don't we haven't had to work that hard over nah. the issues. No. Nah. Yeah. It's been amazing. No. Nah. So. And just and great I, weather. I felt like sometimes we had some time pressure too, and we just managed to just make it just all worked. These guys were all like just yeah, super cool. Yeah. We were stressing out. They didn't seem to. So it was nah. Good. And that's the way it should be. We should be the ones like that are feeling it, and they should never get it. Yeah, no, it's been yeah. good. Nah, well, easy working with you too, Tom. All right, let's go around again. Um, and we'll start with you though, Tom, because I already got you. Um, have you learned anything on this weekend? Like um, anything you do differently? Um, Just don't back into Shrek. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that, I thought I'd come with a warning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no. Um, all right, every time you come up here, you're learning something, and that's that's another thing that I love about this. That every individual has something different that they want to try and achieve and we're always learning as well mm. um equalizing's a huge issue for a lot of people and every person's issue is different and you've got to try and work through it and you can't always like sometimes it's just one of those things that you're gonna to have to go away and you know, stretch your tight tubes um yeah. other times you might need to go and supple uh, tubes yeah yeah <laughs> um That's what you need yeah no i we we and and, the, and it's fairly common. Like let's be honest. Like most freediving courses, like some guys say, like one and three don't do it. And generally, the biggest issue holding people back is EQ. Um, 
we've had uh, um, better, probably better success than that. But there's always some people that have to sort of fight through and learn a very specific way around some of their stuff. So we've got some stuff we send people after, but it's a big job. And yeah, and that that's what makes us the success at the end all that little bit more rewarding. Mm. The um, when you overcome all those struggles, it's, yeah, yeah, mm. you get stoked from. Get to relieve relive walk, your own stoke. Walk us through just briefly um, your EQ stuff with the balloon. Oh, I just made that up. I can't remember. Love I can't. It. Love <laughs> it. Bullshit. No, no, no. It's um, <laughs> no. It's just a. It's a bit like shaving half the mustache. <laughs> you just get these guys doing stupid shit with yeah. balloons. You've got to tie. A, I thought that was for the YouTube channel. <laughs> no, it's just a just a little exercise on isolating muscles that you use to equalize. Um, you can blow up a balloon and the air that's in that, you use that to equalize. Um, you can open up channels from your mouth through your nose without using air in your lungs. Um, and it's it's kind of weird and funny and awkward and everyone gets a bit of a laugh out of it. Everyone spits a balloon here and there, but um, it just it just teaches you a little bit of control of the muscles inside your yeah, oh, tongue, you, throat, equalizing anatomy. Yeah. yeah. Mm, cool. Um, Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Um, we're going to keep going right again. We're back to Maddie, becoming a bow hunter host. And um, Maddie, for you, biggest learning from the weekend? Um, I think going back to the animal species and how animals act underwater, that was probably one of the big things for me. Um, and so when you're relaxed and how much of a vibe you put off can really affect what's underneath the water. Uh, at times when I'd go down and panic, everything would just disappear. Yep. Versus when I was able to go down and actually just relax, fish would just start showing up and just be all around you and they wouldn't really care that you were there. So that was kind of a, a big aha moment. I mean, obviously, we've we've come away with a big skill in general and once again, hats off to you guys because I didn't know how to spear fish a few, few days ago and now I do. Yep. But um, that that's kind of been like a, yeah, I think a big transition for me. Awesome. I think just relaxing in general, right? Like how much that pays off for not only the fish underwater, but what your outcome is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. That's a good takeaway. Love it. Brandon, for you, mate, coming back after a bit of a, a break between dives. Yeah. Um, getting back into it, um, that's definitely been a bit of a struggle for me. Um, uh, again, of course, after about a day or two, you learn, learn what you need to learn and you kind of back into it. So I learned the fundamentals once right do a course and then yeah i found it was pretty easy breezy from there um i think the one thing i did take away from it is um probably shot a very unusual fish for myself and just i maybe there is some situations but i don't think there's such thing as a bad fish it's poisonous fish you probably shouldn't eat but um <laughs> there's probably more so the bad cook out there we tried something new with what what i did and actually the result was quite outstanding for walk myself. us through your experiment and I, I reckon a lot of people thought it was good. Yeah, um, I probably just took something um, that my parents used to do as a kid and I've never done it other than this trip. Um, South Africa, they've got a smoked cod um, that you actually cook in, cook in um, milk and maybe a little bit of brown sugar. And I've just taken that concept to probably a more undesirable fish, blubber lips, um, uh, brown, brown... Brown sweet lips. Brown sweet lip. Um and like, yeah, situation was playing in my head as soon as I kind of shot the fish. I'm like, how do I make this fish more appetizing? And um, soaked, yeah, filled it up, soaked uh, bits and pieces in milk for about four hours. 
And I reckon the result was just outstanding. It just mm. took away that um, adrenaline, a bit of a nasty taste to it and smoked up perfect. Yeah. I'll do it again good. through and through. So watch out, Blubber Lips. I quite like the, the wet brine because I normally do yeah. a dry one too. So that was cool. It yeah, worked well. Definitely. So you enjoyed it? Mm. Mm. Particularly, like it was a little bit plain until we added a little bit of like honky mm. outdoors um, spice to it. Um, killer. Yeah, yeah. Just brought it, it just, laugh to it. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was great texture. It was good taste. It was just a little bit on the bland side. Mm. And then when you added that, it was just like brought it a bit to life. I thought it was good. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That, um, that spice is very tasty. Cool. Let's keep moving. Danny, for you, biggest learning takeaway, aha moment. Um, learning takeaway, um, definitely more being more comfortable in the water um, with all these legends around me that make it happen. <laughs> Um, to make me feel more I'm like comfortable and just relaxed and that yeah that's really an achievement for me um, but um, learning all the the tips all the species um, where to aim where to shoot um, how to load a gun um, you were owning the loading the gun yeah, yeah or, like <laughs> and you had 16 mil bands on too like like 16 and, I think they were 16s weren't they and is it 110. <laughs> So like, but, yeah. Like, I got my finger stuck every time. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> got out. But yeah, anyway. You figure um, workarounds with yeah. a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, just all the little tweaks you can learn of YouTube or you can, you know, but it's different while you're doing it and people watching you, teaching you while you're doing it. And yeah, it's so much. It's crazy. All this information I, I got this weekend is, yeah. You'll be processing for a week. That'd be yeah. good. Oh, good. For Rach, yeah. for you, Rach, biggest takeaway? I mean, it goes without saying that trumpet fish aren't it. <laughs> Don't bother people. Yeah, yeah. That is not a good eating fish. Um, no, my biggest takeaway was that I can get a lot more bottom time if I gently... Uh, duck dive so if I get a really good breathe up on top of the water and then a really gentle duck dive for me even though I'm spending more time in the water I can spend more time in the water yep. if that makes sense yeah so I was getting a lot longer on the floor if I just took my time and eased into it instead of sort of like you know finning down really hardcore sick yeah love it awesome. great takeaway Rach Josh for you um <clears throat> Find out if you can equalize before you do a, a weekend wave. <laughs> <laughs> Beer diving course. Yeah. Beer diving spear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got no hang-ups about this at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you found that. out you were accurate and your spear gun works. Uh, and... Yeah, I can I can shoot the, the gun, sort of like so shooting fits. a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, got, got a lot out of it. I had a lot of fun today, so, yeah. I, I don't understand why you had the dive knife and Maddie didn't. <laughs> so I paid for it. That's why. <laughs> awesome, Josh. Good, good egg. You're a good egg. Let's come over this side, Justin. For you, mate. Biggest takeaway. Um, biggest takeaway can come along as an absolute noob. Like I hadn't dived at all. Just done scuba years ago and a bit of snorkeling. And within one day, I was doing ten meter dives and holding my breath for over two minutes on a static. And the other takeaway is if you piss in your wetsuit, it stays warm for a really long time. <laughs> so that was unexpected. Yeah. But kind of nice at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I had, um, 
<laughs> I had Sam come over to me and go like, I just had the biggest piss ever. And then he's like making eye contact and then he's like, I've just got to flush this thing out. And he's like less than a metre away from me. I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah, there's like, a whole ocean out but there. But he's like got this intensity about him. like, just got to flush it, eh? Yeah. Oh, like, come on, bro. <laughs> oh, I was out with my brother-in-law and we were like shore diving and I was like, bro, I'm just going to swim away. Got to go for shit. And then he's like, nah, you're not doing that. And he starts swimming after me. And then he's, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm not joking. Like, <laughs> He realized a little bit too late. And I was like, oh, well, now you learned. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like you swim out like, you know, a couple hundred meters. You're not going to go back in and go and find a toilet. You just do your stuff. Yeah. Anyway, the, the yeah, it gets real when you're doing spearing, hey. Yeah. All good. Awesome, Justin. Thank you. Fixed your wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Raid for you, mate. Uh, biggest takeaway f- uh, from this weekend: uh, just slow down, slow yeah. down. Um, don't rush it. The slower you take it, the the more calm you are. The longer you get to stay down there, um, and feel more comfortable down there. So that's been the biggest one. You and Sam both pretty natural in the water. I think when Sam's ears are working, you guys are going to be a heck of a dive buddy combo. Yeah, Sam. Sam's pretty good. Even today, he was down for ages with all those problems. Um, and yeah, he's comfortable as. He's always got your back, so it's good. Yeah, it's good. sick. Yeah. It's so- yeah. <laughs> yeah, then he'll swim away. <laughs> nah, it's so good to have a, a good buddy, like someone you can depend on and you guys yeah. can grow in it together. And it's yeah. cool you guys come and do the course together. Yeah, yeah. It's been good. Mm. You, you feel invincible even with Tom overlooking yeah. you. <laughs> like he was there. You were yeah. able to just yeah, chill Tom's out. Major on the surface. Yeah. Yep. You black out, he's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just – and you almost want to black out so you get at mouth to mouth. Yeah, you know? that, that real one-to-one contact. Yeah, real yeah. one-to-one. Like, you do the rescues <laughs> with him and you're like – this is like a scenario. How about we do the real thing? Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous you got a feel today. <laughs> no, all good, Reid. Sam, for you, mate, biggest takeaway? Uh, for me, it's also same as Reid, actually, just slow down. Yep. Just, yeah, going down the bottom, stay more calm and just really extend the dive time. And the uh, breathe up as well. I was getting far too impatient on the first day. Um didn't have my watch on either. So just diving too much. Yep. And getting, get, get, like, getting shitter. Yeah. Like you described pretty much. And then, did but, you see, so the graph illustration kind of helped yeah, solidify that for you? Yeah. And then today, like, taking that extra time to yep. pause between dives. You guys both got a lot better at tucking your head in too because you were both guilty of, like, craning. That was the only way I was able to release my sinus. Yeah, yeah. I had to like tuck my chin had into to tuck my it in. tit, yeah. <laughs> which was a bit hard to like see where I was going in the rocks, mm. but whatever, yeah, managed. So yeah, yeah, crashing into rocks isn't fun, but if you got to equalize, you got to equalize. That's it. You got to yeah. go down further. <laughs> yeah. Nah, awesome. I was, I was glad you're able to come along and just watch Reed perform at a high level. And- <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and finding the spots, actually. You guys showing us the spots here because I've been here my, I've come here my whole life. Yep. But I've, and I've, I've, I've snorkeled that wall and speared it before, but it's usually murky or we just don't know the areas. Yeah. Like Tom had us, like, I felt like 50 meters off the rocks. 
Yeah. And you just like, and I'll still just on try structure. here. And he just dives down. You're like, we're fucking ages from anything. <laughs> and then he comes up. He's like, yeah, there's something down there. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's cool. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, I guided Tom and um, that's made him what he is, really. <laughs> but um, it's gracious to Tom to finally mention it. But, yeah. Nah, he's come a long way. So thanks, guys, for putting up with Tom. And um, obviously, you know, you're all grateful to me, so. Nah. <laughs> 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 uh, you guys you guys have been legends it's been great to have a laugh with you and um, I reckon it's been a pretty cool course well done Frothy you made it to the end of a, of a behemoth Noob Spirit episode some massive highlights in there from recent courses I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you could relate to some of the people's journeys their struggles their obstacles their new points of mastery because spearfishing very much is a journey of mastery and I hope that uh, there's some actionable info in today's episode for you to apply to your own spearfishing wherever you are in the world um, as usual legends it's great if you can leave a review wherever you are I see a whole bunch of people have left five star reviews on Spotify recently um, iTunes or um, Apple Music these days Apple Podcasts has got a fantastic bunch of reviews up there if you want to leave one it will probably get read out live on a future podcast so thanks for doing that as usual thanks to the patrons putting fuel on the Noob Spirit outboard massive shout out to Tiffany who listened to a recent one she says uh, um, on the Matty Turner 247 Becoming a Bowhunter podcast that I did with him he said nice reciprocity follow the show and saw you are on his episode 114 so if you go to Becoming a Bowhunter podcast I featured on Maddie's podcast Tiffany says can't wait to give both a listen I grew up with bowhunters even my grandma so I'm excited about this I think there's some huge parallels between bowhunting and spearfishing so check that out um, check both of those podcasts out Maddie's a fantastic guy and him and I uh, already teeing up trips both bow hunting and spearfishing so get into that thanks legends thanks for listening I will see you in two weeks time for another wicked Noob Sparrow podcast episode over and out are you a vegan do you find yourself easily offended fuck the tax man is definitely not for you it's tongue-in-cheek to the absolute max. This is a fishing brand unlike anything else out there made for our fishing community by Ryan, who is a legend for show just like you and me. Use the code NoobSpirit to score a free hat of your choice at noobspirit.com forward slash taxman when you spend $100 or more. Flip the lid on self-censorship and get your froth on with Fuck the Taxman. Again, use the code NoobSpirit to score a free hat of your choice at noobspirit.com forward slash taxman when you spend $100 or more. Boom. Adreno stocks equipment for noobers. The gear you need for all things freediving and spearfishing. The Adreno spearfishing team froth on helping customers learn about the latest in spearfishing equipment, local diving, upcoming trips and events for spearos of all levels of experience. There's no ego in there. You're going to meet cool people that love this spearing lifestyle as much as you do. Visit them in store in one of their huge mega stores around Australia. Chat to one of their friendly team members. Take advantage of the Noob Spiro discount code. Save $20 on every purchase over $200 in store, online, easy savings. Pump in the code Noob Spiro for shopping online or in store. Mention it's one of their friendly team members and save $20 over $200. That's right, use the code Noob Spiro in store. Shop with Adreno, our partner for more than 200 episodes. Buying gear online can be tricky. You ask yourself the same questions. Will it arrive on time? Is it actually what I want? 
How much is the shipping going to cost? Great news. The name you can trust is Neptonics. Neptonics. Solid gear that works. Visit Neptonics. Buy tough gear. Use the code NOOB10 to save 10%. That's right. Use the code NOOB10, N-O-O-B-10, to save 10% on your order at Neptonics.com. Neptonics.